Hoggy. Hello, and welcome to the Saddlecast on Sunday, the 4th of June, 2017. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Both my windows are open, so there's bird noise. Bird noise. And Robert Kemp. Cheers, squeak. <laughs> that as well. You catch that? No. There was a little bit of a squeak. Up. Okay. <laughs> I've got a squeaky door as well, and I don't know what to do about squeaky doors. I need well, like a comic, um, you know, like oil can that I can you know, apply oil with or something. Maybe well, I should that, just WD-40 or something. I don't know. Yeah, that, that normally tends to just be enough. But look, it's, the door to this lounge is a regular feature on the salad cast. Mm. <laughs> the noise that happens in the background. Adds character. I should That's... Google how to fix that. How is that gener- generally fixed? Squeaky doors. By removing the door. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yep, that'll definitely fix it. <laughs> yeah, but I want a door there. <laughs> I could take the door away. <laughs> could just not have a door. Yeah. The squeak would be gone. Solving a problem. This is called uh, engineering. <laughs> You gave me a problem. I gave you a solution. That'll be four thousand dollars. <laughs> Great. Now I'm down four thousand dollars and a door. door. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sat here now going, "What do I do with this door?" <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Doesn't even fit my my wall. And it <laughs> solution. I'm gonna knock an extra hole in my wall and just put a door in it. And it won't squeak because it won't ever need to open. Nope. All solutions. Amazing. It's the perfect solution. Oh, I can't hear any birds. No. They're not particularly loud at the moment. There's definitely a loud one earlier on. Well, it's like mostly night. So like having a, having a bird right now would be a bit weird. I'm sure there'll be some pretty loud trains. Not that many on Sunday. Well, there aren't That's that true. many in general on a weekend. Because, you know, trains. Yeah, but you probably get those freight trains and stuff. Don't you? I guess maybe you don't on a Sunday. Not always. It seems like they might be doing track maintenance. They might have shut it down for today for at least a few hours. Oh, probably. So yeah. hopefully we won't get the maintenance train because that's much, much louder and more <laughs> yeah. constant. When that I, passes by. I may have a new um, entry in the lame, lame reason for a train delay or train cancellation. Uh, in, after my attempts of getting to the Cambridge Beer Fest last week were hampered by cancelled trains. What? Everyone wants to go to that. Yeah, You've got to have trains working for that shit. They cancelled one in the middle of the day. After I admittedly missed the one I was trying to get on uh, very very slightly, and it's like, all right, when's the next one? And it's like, oh, it's been cancelled. Oh. And now I'm at the train station. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what lame. do I do? That's like a two-hour wait, isn't it? Or yeah. Something? Lame. Yeah. What did you do? Go home? No, I just sort of. I hung guess out. you're in Ipswich, so you could yeah. go to the pub or whatever. Yeah, I just, I just sort of hung out. I got the DS out, played some Leighton. Oh, fair enough. Public DS action. Any street passes? No. <laughs> really disappointed. Actually, no, I haven't actually checked my street pass for like weeks. Like, I don't think it's actually street passed with Zach for like months. Well, I haven't. I remembered to bring my 3DS over for quite Oh, that would explain it. Oh, okay, that's fine then. <laughs> I thought Street Pass had just sort of broken on me. But yeah, anyway, back to what I was saying. The lame reason they gave was just basic, the, the only, the, you know, it's just jargon. They said, 
operational failure at Cambridge, which I'm pretty sure translates to someone done messed up. Yeah, that's what that means. It probably means they ran out of people to, yeah, to man probably. the train. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 because that happens quite a lot. And then um, it, the excuses they give to try and make that sound less bad. So sometimes they say like lack, lack of available staff, and people are like, "What the fuck?" And then they'll they'll sort of mask it with like, "Yeah, operational failure or something." Mm. But I guess you don't know which operation failed. Was it some kind of traffic no. organization? Did they someone? Did someone, you know, mishandle where trains needed to be at a certain moment as they entered the station? Or did it was the operational failure? Oh, the guy in charge of the rotors didn't post any. So we've got no we've got no one. No one's here. Nobody's here. I mean, last year, I, I wish they would give more detail because I find it much more... Because re- usually there is a good reason. It's just they don't bother to say what it is, really. Yeah. Like signal failure, for example. Oh, but there are so many it, of those. You get it constantly. But yeah, like, signal failure million... is at Shenfield, and it's yeah, always Shenfield. <laughs> exactly. But there's a million things that could go wrong with the signals, and it's super complicated. And if they occasionally said, oh, well, this this bit went wrong because of this or that. I know it's confusing, but you don't have to say it over the tannoy, but I'd be yeah, like, yeah. I'd like to be able to go on the website and say... Oh, that, that you know that happened and this happened and all that. You want like one of those the... like status updates, like they do on like some tech sites, right? Where it's yeah. like we're down, like log on is down for some reason. We're aware of it, like, and it's just mm. like, well, you know, we've got like there's a there's a brake light missing, or you know, one of the, a, yeah. a, a proper stoplight missing in the middle of nowhere mm. on the route, and it's taking us a while to get a van out there. You yeah, know, something like that. It's like that'll do. I still don't really understand signaling. Like, I understand that it needs to be perfectly correct and it for safety reasons and it has to have like multi but you think you could have enough layers of redundancy to be able to figure it out it's one of those things in a weird way the signaling you'd hope would actually be the the final fallback right that maybe that's why it's such an important one because you should have like automated systems built into the trains or you know, that's Wi-Fi. probably just what they mean when they, they say signaling. That. They probably that's just a catch-all term that they use for anything that actually controls the trains. They probably no, just call point. it signaling. Um, yeah, so it could actually be the physical signals. It could actually be this Wi-Fi system's gone down, or yeah, I, I say Wi-Fi, but you know, probably three G powered. It probably yeah. actually doesn't work very well anyway, because you know, three G on a train is awful. Yeah, I think they just have wires along all the tracks. Yeah, um, maybe because uh, it used to a few years ago. The problem was that people were nicking all the wires. Yeah, that happens. It happened in Needham Market where they nicked mm. all the cabling. Copper anyway. theft. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Big deal. Um, but uh, yeah, because um, last year the Piccadilly line and the underground that I used was totally fucked for about three weeks or something. And the, 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 what they would say, which was true, was lack of available trains. But they didn't really explain what it was. Mm. And then it was in the news as like it, the reason was leaves on the line. Um and that's and not then, the same thing well what it, it turns out that if you look in the detail of it which i eventually found on a blog which is for super nerdy people looking train spotters it's like called london reconnections it's like got really in-depth articles on um, london transport st- matters and stuff but mm. the, i found a post or my brother did that actually explained what happened and it was leaves on the line and um uh it was interesting and i wish they'd um you know explained it you know, officially rather than they they didn't give provide any updates. I mean, because it sounded like they were working around the clock to try and fix it. Right. But, and yeah. they, they obviously they had screwed up. But apparently what happened was not to go too nerdy details into it. But basically 
it was dry for a while in the autumn and then suddenly there was a big storm and all of the leaves fell at once on the track and all got wet and then they were they were running the trains with like probably a reduced service um because they know this was going to be a problem but they ran them anyway hmm. uh along this section of the line that has all the leaves on and basically what happens is every time they break when in this condition they make like flat spots on the wheels where they've broken where they break so the wheels weren't round oh weird because well, the, the wheels decided to slide rather yeah because they skidded like yeah it's a bit like spotting on a um you know an f1 tire when they lock up it's exactly like that and mm. it happened on every wheel on every train Jeez. and and what you have to do then is that seems mad grind, expensive you have to grind down the wheel so that it's but then you have to rebalance if you fix one wheel by grinding it down it's a smaller diameter you have to rebalance the whole car mm. um, and grind down on the other side and obviously there's like what uh, eight times two i guess um 16 wheels on a each individual car and there's 10 cars on a in, in a train and then you've got x many trains or whatever and gradually they were having to take the trains out of service and eventually they just didn't have any trains left mm. uh, and they only had like two machines that could grind down the wheels and it was a really complicated thing to get them right and if you had to replace them if they were too worn down and everything could and basically been, it just, it's it's just destroyed the service for about a month i was about to say we were talking about redundancies but could they have not like is this one of those cases where they should have like a warehouse with just like backup sets of wheels and it's like all right we'll replace set one for set two and in the meantime yeah. we'll fix set one up yeah you think so but i mean service, that, then... that's a quite a significant part of the train though you'd, sure. you'd end up with I, like I two lots pricy. of the train yeah. and, and these trains like f1 where you can just like zing them off in a second yeah yeah, yeah. No, they'd exactly. have to have a proper proper yard to do it i guess uh yeah but then and... they'd have to have a proper yard to get the train so they could grind the wheels down anyway well exactly then there was only one place on the line where they could do the maintenance work i think for some reason so they were trying to get the machines from the other lines over so they could sort it out and and the tr- tube trains are really weird they're not because they're weird tiny you know small form factor to fit in the tunnels they they're like different to your average mm. mainline train so you can't use all the same equipment because everything is bespoke and custom and everything and the tra- trains themselves are built in 1973 i don't know how long the wheels are old probably not that long um, there must be newer trains of that though about now yeah there are just build newer shells on top of the same no it's just that these the piccadilly line ones are all from 1973 huh. the victoria line ones are all from 95 or something oh no 2000 and five I those think. would be fairly recent yeah yeah so they're new but um but all the Piccadilly line trains are from 73 and they've been refurbished um so they're oh i decent, see so it's just, just the chairs and yeah all that stuff was redone, redone yeah, yeah in like the, the 2000s i think uh but yeah but yeah so that was kind of interesting but i wish they'd tell you more about that because that's really interesting i think and they, and does explain why they ran out of trains and obviously they did fuck up because they, they they could have what they should have done as my brother said is just shut down the whole line that mm. day all those few or days least, or at least only run the trains where they know there's not a problem yeah but that's that was a whole branch of it basically of yeah. the Piccadilly line that was would have been affected so and it's in, it insanely difficult choice to shut down a tube line because it's relied on by so many millions sure. of people yeah. and basically if there's a delay of like you know if it's not running for an hour everyone's freaking out and it costs loads of money if you have to shut it down for a day it's like insane so that no one wanted to make that decision i think 
and and that's what ended up happening was it was screwed for like a month or longer. But surely that's just bad business, right? It's like in a way, like you know, if if not looking at it from the reputational point of view, but just looking at it from the pure Benjamins, yeah, or Queens, as we touched on, yeah. week, looking at it from the, the Queens, queens. Uh, like that must because they spotted all their wheels. That's that's mad money, right? To, oh yeah, to sort totally. That out. Yeah, I'm sure it cost a fortune, but it's more important for them to get it bloody working than, uh, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's it's that's because it's nationalised, so um, it's all taxpayer money, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's mostly funded by tickets, uh, TFL or whatever. So the people, you know, using the trains would have paid for that mistake, I suppose, technically. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, rain and leaves are bad <laughs> right yeah who'd have thought yeah bad for trains anyway could we just have you know better wheels or something so the way of doing it. they're just steel though it's steel on steel that's the problem they're not very there's not well, much think, friction you think you just want to like attach a broom on the front of every train <laughs> yeah that just I sits know. on top of the rail and just sweeps <laughs> it all the way well apparently it's really hard to clean off the the once it gets slick like yeah the, the mulchy stuff pain, yes. yeah yeah and they have trains to do that and stuff but um they run they move really slowly obviously or just like do some fancy aerodyn- aerodynamics so when the train's going forward is it like roots air into like a gust out of the front next to the wheels yeah that would be awesome i'm sure if you could invent something that fixed it you'd be a, a millionaire it was like that i don't even know if it's true but that apocryphal tale of guy who figured out that if you put the tread on the tires of an of a commercial airliner in such a way that they aerodynamically started the tire spinning while they were still in the air so oh, they that. hit the runway they're yeah, already yeah. spinning it's just one idea and can you imagine how much money that would made in terms of the rubber of the tires that didn't need replacing yeah yeah not enough spotting again this whole spotting thing there isn't yeah. so much of it yeah genius yeah, that is that is properly genius. That one. Yeah. It's it's, oh, it's just it's, it's like whenever we talk about this stuff, I know I know it's just been on you know because I have the worst luck with trains ever. It seems, yeah. and you know, there's just whenever we talk about this stuff, it's like how, how do we get it so wrong? Yeah, how does that happen? I don't know. Well, at least they're replacing all the rolling stock uh, in for East Anglia, and they'll once Crossrail's done, all that Shenfield engineering work will be done. So Shenby. that's like two. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he, and, he, and he left on level two as well. Yep, apparently. That's an outtake joke. <laughs> you know, I can listen to some old outtakes to get level two. That's the important level. I mean, but now we can move on to news, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got to have some more randoms. Yeah. Hey, he's back. <laughs> oh, am I back? Yeah. Okay. It, okay, cool. All uh, we have to do is shout news, apparently. News! News! It's basically okay. what happened last time. What's the biggest news? Uh, what have we got? Well, Zach um, seems keen. Zach seems keen about news this week. Go for it, Zach. I don't know any news. He's, the, he's the muse of news. So I don't actually know. Um, muse news. Let me just think of what news I actually know. Uh, well, um, the Switch online payment service got delayed into 2018, so you can play Splatoon for a bit longer without having to pay. But I thought that was the deal anyway, that it was always going to be... It was going to be... Uh, like at the end of this year i think they were going to try and give it it up by before the end of this year but now it's definitely like 2018 oh right okay clarified 
Yeah, so mm, talk us through the deets on this one. I'm not I'm not happy about it. Right. They've already announced most of the stuff, apart from I guess the price which they now actually announced. That's the important bit. And and, and that the entire service is behind the paywall, not just Well, they don't they don't really have like if you think about the difference between gold and silver, Nintendo doesn't really have anything they could put in a silver zone. Well, <laughs> that would make sense. Well, the, the 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 thought I had is that they might actually have kept online play, like, but without any surrounding friend networks or chat clients or anything like that. Just kept the ability for the the console to play games online, kind of like how the Wii U does it, I suppose, and just keep that as their silver. It seems to me yeah, more free like... service, uh, and then like put the extras like the, a decent friend network and chat clients and uh, the you know the free game thing like put those behind the the paywall like that 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 to me sounded like where it was going, but it's, no, it's, it's all online play. Seems to me like they're just using the money basically. They're basically subsidizing the fact that they had to make a, a smartphone app basically. <laughs> I guess, but then that's terrible, though. Have you seen the Splatoon two like layout for this? It's like so. Have you seen screenshots of the this app then? Oh, I haven't. I haven't actually seen much on the app itself. Okay, but I was talking more about the actual connectivity of it. Oh, it's the like, headset bullshit. Yeah, but that's so, only if you want. I mean, fair enough. But that's if you want um, game audio and like voice chat audio through the same headset. Sure. Or whatever. And yeah, and that. But that is still, a, you know, a little nuts. The only cool thing about that is the fact that the little connector has been at least shown to be a little Splatoon shaped. <laughs> like thing. Oh, okay, fine. But that's kind of dumb, though. They've probably got to sell a regular one for people who don't. Yeah, maybe. Splatoon. But then, but then that particular headset is Splatoon branded. You know, it's like one of the in-game made-up brands as well. Mm-hmm. And you can actually get that headset in the game <laughs> as a yeah, cosmetic. So it's like you know they they kind of synergized this whole thing in a, in, a, in an interesting way. It's just that the whole idea of like, oh, I need a smartphone to play with chat, and I need to connect my headset. I don't even quite know where everything goes. All right, so this little connector connects to your switch, and then the your headset also connects to this little squid-shaped thing, and then the cable from that goes to your phone, and then your phone presumably how does your phone send all of the audio to the to the connector, and how does that work? Is that done via lightning? Because it will have to be on modern iPhones, right? Well, that's just it. You'll need an adapter for a, for a modern iPhone. I think. Yeah, another one. But then, if it's not that, like, surely is then the chat is then the audio channels being you know the ones you'll hear in your head mono because it's having to do a left right split maybe to make it work. Mm. It just seems nuts. Like, just build it into the console, man. Too late. <laughs> yeah. It's like th- this is where my problem of paying for the service comes from a little bit because it's like this is a shonky solution to something that someone did better ten years ago. Well, more than that now. When did original Xbox Live launch? That was better. Mm, that's true. But they wanted to put it on the phone because they wanted to. <laughs> they wanted to save the power of the Switch for the actual games. And they then they were like, but then how can we solve the problem of it also being portable? Well, obviously everyone already carries a mobile phone around, so we'll just shove it on there. <laughs> it sort of almost makes sense, almost. Mobile yeah, phone hotspots. Like, if they wanted to make portable gaming like that a thing, then either use the Wi-Fi of the cafe you're in, <laughs> or, you, you know, set up your phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot. 
Well, um, I think what they could have done if they tried a bit harder is they could have made the thing more like smart glass and just made it a wireless connection. <laughs> they didn't really need all this adapter and extra cables and stuff. No, not really. Because it's not like, well, I mean, I maybe guess for the, voice you need like the, switch the lowest probably, latency possible. I was about maybe. to say, the Switch probably doesn't have Bluetooth built in, right? So it's like they... But then how did the controllers work? The controllers probably work with Bluetooth, right? Because that's how Nintendo did, I think the, they yeah, do, yeah. did the Wii. So they have that tech. It's right there. <laughs> but although it maybe apparently doesn't work very well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know things like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth do drain battery, but and the Switch, you know, being a fairly battery-hungry mobile device, maybe that's what they were trying to avoid. But maybe. But your Wi-Fi is still going to have to be powered up to play the game in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This whole thing strikes... It leaves me feeling a little salty. Yeah. It's just to get another monthly subscription thing or whatever to yeah. add to your, to your running total of your... I'm, I'm, considering, dropping your... My, I'm considering dropping my Xbox Live. Yeah. Not really, I haven't used it for a while. Yeah. And the games of gold haven't actually been that great for a yeah. while. Nintendo equivalent of that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, if if games if the if they had a service that was like games of gold and it was permanent keep, not the r- weird rolling monthly thing that it's going to be, then that would make way more sense and be way more awesome. And if there was some sort of guarantee that your purchases or would be kept cross platform. Yeah, I know. And even then, even if it wasn't cross-platform and you still got it to keep for the lifespan the of the of the Switch, you know that's still a good thing. That would still be pretty pretty sweet for Nintendo properties. Even if they're not all Nintendo properties, even if it's just Nindies. Yeah, I said Nindies. <laughs> What's a Nindy? Nintendo assisted indie project, mm. or something that they've allowed onto their console. I think more accurately. <laughs> Right. Nindies. I, I, I think fast racing counts as an Counts indie. as an indie, right. Yeah. Snipper clips. Which okay. Was, which, by the way, was hilarious, letting um, Kips and Jam play the demo of. Really? That was good fun to watch. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on, Sonic news. Sonic, well, so our regular, our regular feature. Yeah, Sonic Mania got a release date, uh, which which is nice, um, and it's my wedding anniversary. <laughs> it's not very helpful. I don't know when that is. Yeah, the day before my birthday. Yep, as as you might have heard Gnome say in the background. <laughs> the easiest way to remember it. <laughs> She's not happy about that. <laughs> well, that was your own fault. Yeah, I can't change my birthday. You could oh, no. theoretically change the date of your wedding. <laughs> well, we're about to give away your birthday, for, so uh, hooray for! <laughs> well, we already that. gave it away yeah. by saying the release date of Sonic Mania. That's we what I mean. Don't look that like, up now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, August fifteenth. That's that, that's going to be a thing. Uh, and twenty bucks, which is yeah, it's reasonable. At least they didn't go full price on it. You know, I, I was worried there for a second. That it might turn into that, 
Um, so uh, remind me again, does it include all of like the old games or, or like no. Sonic 3 and Knuckles? Or is so it, just... it is It is a new game, but it's sort of a remix of old stages with a blend of brand new stuff. Right. So its version of Green Hill, for instance, will be like a greatest hits. Like uh, yep. the, the one stage they've been demoing that I've uh, seen and uh, I think one, one, one of the cast has played um, was... Um, uh, yeah, it's basically just like it, it has a lot of familiar elements from all three of the first zones in the, right. the original Green Hill Zone. Are, are the character models just from Sonic 3? No, no, no. They've all been uh, redrawn. Oh, okay. They're all, they're all new sprites. They're, they've got extra animation frames, for instance, and things right. like that. There's a, there's more detail in the pixel art than there has been in the past. And they're using tricks that wouldn't have been available to the original hardware, yeah. such as, yeah. you know, like scaling and rotation and all, all whilst retaining the... A classic pixel look, you know. But it's a it's a good looking game. That's that's all you need to know. It's it's cool. a very authentic looking game, and yeah. but with the new tricks not harming it. It's like, what if that style? What if the Sega Saturn made a good Sonic game? Mm. In a weird way, I was about to say thirty two X, but that you know, Chaotix happened, and that wasn't a good game. <laughs> right, it was all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it, it, it's that's earlier than I thought, actually. Given that they had sort of said um, earlier in the year that it had probably been delayed to like autumn or something, so maybe that got pulled forward again. Well, they had to get out before forces comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Well, yeah, that was what we discussed last time. Yeah, the concern was that they perhaps screwed their own release schedule, and it's like uh, it's got to come out early, or that forces was going to come out later. I don't know. Man, that better not slip into 2018. That'd be ridiculous. What forces? Yeah. For well, it's not like it's an made... anniversary year, is it? <laughs> Who cares they about anniversaries? That. Well, they missed that. You know, like that was the thing about generations, wasn't it? That it was like 20 or 25. I can't yes, remember. They, they only get to do the big anniversaries. I mean, come on, don't just be like, oh, it's the 17th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't work. Year of Luigi. It's the year of Luigi never ends. I saw a joke on Twitter the other day that said future historians uh, sifting through the rubble of our Western civilization will all agree that the high point was the year of Luigi. It is <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, <laughs> the entertainment zenith, for sure. <laughs> Before everything collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would we? Would we, I think we're all in agreement when we say the Luigi Death Stare might, might be the most beautiful piece of art <laughs> ever created. <laughs> Although that T-shirt, not so much. Wrong Death Stare. Right, got it wrong. Yeah. I went to get some Nintendo T-shirts from um, Uniqlo. They've got a whole range of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen the super depressing um, Mr. Rossetti one? <laughs> uh, I can't remember that one. It's like life doesn't let you reset or something. Oh, <laughs> We've just nice. got a picture of Mr. Resetty at the bottom. Oh. <laughs> it's probably something he actually said in the game. Probably, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Okay, that, that's pretty life affirming. <laughs> Feel good shirt of the year. I think Mr. they Rossetti. did a competition, so that makes sense. Ah, okay. Come up with the designs. Yeah, it'd be quite cool to see what those are like. Yeah, like, so you might you'd you'd like some of them, I reckon. Mm. You should get some. Yeah. Not that my t-shirt collection isn't already massive, but <laughs> you should throw some away. <laughs> Probably. 
And some of them are like pushing it in terms of age. I'm trying to think what the oldest one is. There's there's early two thousands, I think. Yeah. In there. That's a while for a t shirt. Yeah. Some might be older. Some of the bed shirts anyway, the ones that were in XL. I don't so have you thrown away your um like the ones that came from Think Geek in about ninety nine or whenever you got them. What the mesh shirt? Yeah, the mesh shirt, etc. Uh, I think those all disappeared. But it was the classic, the classic problem with those and the giant bomb shirts. Like, is the American cotton just sucks? Yeah, <laughs> right. it doesn't doesn't last. Except for the penny arcade stuff, that's lasted. I mean, the Think Geek ones were pretty good. Those lasted pretty well. The designs probably died before the actual cotton on those ones, I guess. Hmm. But the giant bomb ones are kind of crap cotton. They haven't lasted nearly as well. Yeah, my joystick junkies shirt has got a bit of a hole in it. <laughs> Just a little one. Like a <laughs> pinprick. Mm. Uh yeah. Yeah, there's some old old ass shirts there. Yeah, I should uh, have to wear my ninety three point six percent more wub wub shirt a bit more, and then get attacked by every insect that loves bright orange. <laughs> they go straight for the orange. Oh, they love it. Either that, or they're just fans of dubstep. Wub wub wub. Right, what other news we got? <laughs> <laughs> we should talk uh, about missed news. Um, yeah, or or, at least, or possibly missed news or news that happened incredibly close to the last salad cast recording such as such as montana 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 everyone's talking or, about montana or some kind of version of montana cowboy montana Mod- modern cowboy montana not really cowboys i don't know i don't, I don't understand it what, what's the deal with montana and far cry it's cults isn't it like is it, is um, it cult town de- cult town yeah not um, cult town but cult town yeah, no, C-U-L-T, cult. It's probably cult town as well. Oh, both. Cults and cults. Yeah, so it's been revealed that Far Cry 5's new environment will be the middle of America, specifically Montana. It's um, really interesting. It's like, does this mean there'll be like towns and like uh, yeah. built-up areas as well as... Savannah, or whatever you call that area. I don't know, it's not Savannah. Well, it all mostly like, yeah, what Great Plains, isn't it? Plains, so it's all, yeah, yeah Plains. So it's like huge fields and things. Uh, and yeah, small town America, little places and stuff. Rustling some cow. I think it's pretty interesting. I'm hopeful yeah. about it um, compared it to the previous ones. I think that's cool. Um, I was a bit annoyed by the trailers because. Um, they released a few teaser trailers and um, they'd obviously treated the image a little bit. So, you know, with a ton of high dynamic range filters and everything. Right, and yeah. you're squinting at it going, is that in game? Those graphics are amazing. And then you realize, no, that's live action. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Because there was like this river and I was like, there is no way they've, if, they, if they've figured out like water, you know, graphics to that extent, color me very impressed. And I was like, Nope. Okay, nope, that's nope, an actual just, river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that we get to the point where you have to squid to try and work out sometimes if it's reality or if it's yeah. They've oversaturated the image to make it look like an overzealous next gen filter. Yeah, exactly. 
So that was a bit weird. That's a bit. I deep. don't think there is any gameplay footage, but um, no. Um, Presumably, we'll see a lot more of that at E3. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, so I'm intrigued by the setting, but uh, they'll probably overdo the story like they usually do, but that's okay. I'll make it... Uh, I mean, it's always like a weird sort of cartoon world. Like, it'll have a very yeah. extreme cult in it, which is which is fine. And an uh, over-the-top baddie, you know. Let's hope so. I mean, yeah, they were pretty good, especially in... Uh, well, Stephen played Far Cry 3, so... 3 was good, yeah. I mean, the story, like, was a bit weird, in, in you know, taken in its entirety. Mm. Um, yeah, because uh, I, I kind of know that they... Well, it's, I suppose it's not not some, it's a spoiler, so somewhat, but somewhat mm. old that they get rid of. Is it Vance or Vaz or whatever right. his name is? Yeah, like yeah. The, you know, he disappears fairly early. Yeah, way too early, because um, he was really good, really well acted, and, and sort of really sells good. the game as well, isn't it? And it's yeah. like, ah, he's not the baddie. And what? What? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a bad switcheroo. Um, yeah, and all the you know people really liked Far Cry Four, but I just didn't get as interested. I didn't end up playing that because I just wasn't as interested in the stuff. But uh, I don't really know why. I'm sure it's good, but um, this one's got me one a bit more would, intrigued. I don't know. I never. I don't. I don't think Four. In a weird way, Blood Dragon felt like more of an evolution of the formula mm. than than Four did. Four was just like let's go back to the the three well. Pretty much it was. And, and maybe that was, you know, for the first real sequel to the three formula, I suppose, that maybe that didn't really, for some reason, that felt more egregious than some of other, uh, some, of, some of the rest of Ubi's uh, yeah. output. It felt pretty soon after as well. I, I don't know if it was. Like it was a couple, like a of years. couple years, yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's not too bad. Two or, two or three, something like that. And they went and a this bit crazy quite with a the like, this time, hasn't it? Really, since four. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm sort of fairly hopeful about Far Cry Five. Um, yeah, but yeah. we'll see more at E3, I guess. Do we know any ideas on release for that? I can't remember. Is it this year? They, they I don't know. Anything. No, wouldn't I be can't surprised remember. if it's this year. Ubi don't. Ubi aren't. They they will occasionally do a fairly quick announcement to release. Like, look at Steep last year. That was yeah. sort of the E3 surprise, and it's like, hey, it's out. Like, not long after, or you yeah. know, by the end of the year, which is pretty quick for like big publisher turnarounds. True. Also, did you see Ubisoft change their logo to a more stylized version of the existing one, like a Ooh, black and no, white I one? Didn't. Uh, it's just a, it's the same swirly thing, but now it's a bit more angular and it's just monochrome or whatever. Oh, okay. But people online were sort of big dicks about it and saying that it's a top-down view of a dog turd. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was quite funny. But they always mess with it anyway, isn't it? That's one of the... Yeah. In a weird way, that's one of the better things about Ubisoft is that they, they, they took the EA thing where EA were presenting their logo differently based on the game. Oh, yeah. And But then Ubi actually just made the whole intro different per game. You know, mm. like the whole... It sort of start like an Ubi intro, but then glitch into something else or be hyper stylized to the game that it's in. They just rolled with it and like did a better job. So it's I don't know, it doesn't really matter what it is in a way. Cause they'll just mess with it. Have we lost Dan again? Yeah we have. Alright. Okay. Uh that's well, that's probably Okay, that he's not here to because he won't care about the fact that they're also making another The Crew. I don't think I care about that either. No, who does? Like, The Crew 2 is actually a thing. Hello. Crew 2. Crew 2. Crew 2. 
the crew too. Oh, the crew too. That open world driving thing that everyone was eh about is apparently getting a sequel. Why? So, yeah, that is, that is the question. Why? I, I guess it sold well enough, but I, I didn't think it was that well received. And yeah, I guess that 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 crew, that developer, probably that needed something to do. And Ubi were like, "You didn't quite nail it. Try again." Fair enough. I don't know. I'm sure we'll see more about it at an insane Ubisoft press conference. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, you know. It wouldn't be an Ubi conference if it wasn't a bit mental. If it wasn't nuts. I hope they ramp although, up the insanity. Although we're hearing a lot of the news now, which means there's probably not a great deal of surprises. No, um, I suppose. You know, and there's that leaked Mario Rabbit game. Right. Which was probably going to be their big surprise. Well, that wouldn't have been that exciting. But it's weird. It's weird. And it might happen at the Nintendo thing anyway, and they might not do it at Ubi's own event. Mm, we shall see. Um uh, and the other thing is Assassin's Creed is back this year. Right. And we know a bit about it now. Isn't it like ancient Egypt? It is ancient Egypt. So like pre-guns and like they go back to that... pre-projectile stuff. And I'm that that's good. actually, yeah, that, that, that's kind of made it, making me interested again. Yeah. Although I don't know how good like Egyptian, ancient Egyptian kind of towns and cities would be for the parkour gameplay. I've got no idea because it'd be quite low, aren't they? They'll be like more like little yeah, huts, like mud hut type things. Yeah, yeah. Compared to your kind of Renaissance Italy type times, it's probably not ideal. And they could be leaning too hard on the open world thing that you know in a weird way that Assassin's Creed Three attempted. Mm. You know, and in fairness, a lot of the buildings weren't that interesting in Four either. In fairness, there weren't a lot of massive buildings because it was you know early days Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was yeah, that was a bit. That wasn't so good because it was more about the ships and things. Well, well, yeah, which is apparently making a return. So ship combat apparently is back, and it's like that's <laughs> How's that gonna work? yeah, because they're not going to have like it's just like a bunch of guys shooting arrows from yeah. the deck. <laughs> oh, a bunch of like r- people rowing these giant galleys and trying to ram into each other. Something, yeah. Who, how is that going to work? Or is this going to be totally anachronistic and go mental with it and perhaps pull on the supernatural? Like use the apples of Eden or something? Ugh. Like just go mental with it. Fair enough. I'd be into that, I think, if they just went bonkers. I think in, a, in some cases the history actually holds it back. Like, you know, because history. But it's just a, you know, they hamstring it in sometimes rather than actually making it uh, interesting or a useful part of the game that's the thing in in, in like Assassin's Creed 2 the history was interesting and like yeah, all no, these did people a, did die and everything a really uh, good job in those early games yeah but but I don't know like the, the 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 stuff in Assassin's Creed 3 in particular where it just sort of felt like it was kind of just happening around your storyline right it's like uh, here's a mission with Washington. Yeah, but, yeah that's you know, the problem because that, we that, have to have Washington in this time period. That history is like too familiar to the majority of well, American consumers or whatever. Mm. You can't like take because that was the thing about the Renaissance stuff is most people don't know who those. Everyone knows like the painters and the Da Vinci and all of that stuff, but and maybe they know about. Um, Machiavelli or whatever, but they probably don't know all these random like maybe the Borgias if you're lucky. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they know those, but they probably don't know all these like players in the politics of the time that you get involved with, and that stuff is really interesting. Mm. 
in the Italian kind of city states kind of period of history. Yeah. So you need to pick something suitably obscure. And I guess I guess ancient Egypt could do that if you are like a certain period with a certain pharaohs and what was going on and stuff. For sure. But, and but, and but I guess their history is vague enough that they can, in yeah. theory, write a decent, uh, you know, a fairly solid plot in that time period. But and it, not it maybe break it's, history too much. Well, maybe it's a bit too vague because there weren't that many sources for like what was going on at the time. Everything was written in hieroglyphs and stuff. At least no, but at least that means is that they can write their set pieces in a way to to fit the game better. That's true. They don't have to true. hamstring a plot into things that that, that, that you might yeah. not, you know, but that you don't logically have any placed being a part of. Yeah, that's true. But that's kind of why I was but disappointed by Assassin's Creed Unity because because the French Revolution is perfect setting for freaking Assassin's Creed. It would have been great if they got it right. I don't know. Anyway. Well, I, yeah, I don't really know anything about how that plot nope. played out, but right, yeah. Yeah, I actually don't know a lot about the time period either, like history-wise. And exactly, so, <laughs> that's so, why it's so, ideal. So maybe I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, in a, in yeah. a way, like I'd, it would have just been like, "Oh, this is totally wrong," but all right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it's wrong, so that's fine. Had a bunch of English-accented people in it for no reason. Yeah, that was a that was a dumb decision. Anyway, never mind. people seem to like Syndicate, so you know the the. Yeah. The tech, at least for this generation, was was a bit more on point in Syndicate. Yeah. So, hopefully, no more melty faces. <laughs> also, okay. you know, they've taken a year off. So, yeah, which they needed. Maybe to. the fatigue has worn off. Well, we shall see. I think I'm still fatigued because I've just played Ask Creed Four. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but I, you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm interested, but I'm not going to pick it up. Probably, yeah. like, you know, I'm not. I'm not excited enough. For that. You know, that game has fallen so far from the glory days of two, mm. the twos, two and brotherhood. Yeah, level two. <laughs> uh, that's um, that was that's what we know from Ubisoft. Uh, okay, the rabid thing, which we talked about before. We haven't really learned any more than that. Uh, the 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 screenshot that supposedly we did we did talk about that there was a screenshot that supposedly Kotaku saw that they weren't allowed to that they didn't feel comfortable publishing, but that has now got out. Um, so you know you can see Mario and the rabbits with guns, right? Laser guns, if you want to. Uh, that's a thing. Um, and the only other sort of sort of news is that EA are apparently putting Mass Effect on hold for a while. Fair. After the after the release of Andromeda not being anywhere near what they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So we probably won't see a Mass Effect game for... Well, admittedly, we wouldn't have seen a Mass Effect game for a long time anyway. Those things take, you take freaking ages to make. Yeah. Um, but but you know the 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 whole franchise is in theory on hold, so That's I would assume ice. there's no dev right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be the question. It's like when 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 will the next announcement be? And then you'll be like, oh, they put it on hold for exactly the same amount of time that you were usually taking for them to announce the next. <laughs> well, maybe the worry is it's like you know they split their resources too thin. So like the management decision was we need these guys working on this incredibly hyped new. Uh, the Amy Hennig game, or whatever it was, that Bioware working on. Is that right? Mm. Was she? Yeah, no, she was there, wasn't she? Was it the Star Wars one she was working on? The Star, the the, the mysterious Star Wars property that we don't know anything about. Oh God, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I think that's right. I forgot then, about that. But then, don't forget, Bioware. I've also got a generic new IP in the work, mm. in the works. That we don't know anything about, so maybe they wanted to shift the Andromeda team onto that to reduce the risk of whatever this is. 
So, well, anyway, I wonder. I, I, it's I, like, I wonder I really if when mind. they, when if they do come back with Mass Effect, when they do come back, because I'm sure they will. Whether they, if whether they'll soft reboot it again, because mm. I'd prefer that, you know, rather than have the baggage of Andromeda. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about Andromeda's story or where it ended. Mm. Well, like, it, I'm sure it was designed to set up a trilogy, which isn't oh, going to happen now. Yeah. So I'm, I hope that they drop that. Or maybe the DLC for Andromeda will be a tie up some loose ends. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Because, you know, they'll put out DLC because they kind of have to. Yeah. But everyone does. Yeah. So I, I don't think I mind, to be honest. I was, I think I. I, I don't get me wrong. I love that universe, but nothing about Andromeda. You know, we we called it, didn't we? Like nothing about Andromeda yeah, was shaping t- out to. We t- in, we totally called it, yeah, yeah, in, in a way that we that interested us, and it's uh, so I'm I'm not disappointed that they put it on hold because in a weird way, perhaps preserves the originals as being I mean, great a bit more. <laughs> I'm just hoping if it does come back, which it doesn't need to, it will it won't be a continuation of this thing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like another million, two million years in the future, and it's Reapers Part Two, or anything. You could do a prequel, or or, or you could do like a and uh, other stories in the universe. I'm sure, like yeah, something we'll have to be... first contacty. Yeah, I mean, you could do like the war between the, um, you, you know, first contact between the wasn't there a war between the humans and the the cat dudes? What are they called? I've forgotten everyone's name. Uh, were the human? Uh, I don't know the if the Turians. humans were involved with that. With it, were the, or whether we catalyzed something? Yeah, the first contact war was all the, yeah. between the humans and the Syrians. And, and, and the Syrians, yeah. No, it was Okay, wasn't exactly. I don't think they ever. When they did describe that in the lore, it didn't sound like it was a very interesting war. So <laughs> you probably no. have to like extrapolate it a bit, make up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably on purpose though, because it's just like you just need to know that this happened. Don't need all the. You don't need all the detail, even though the codex was bonkers detailed. You probably didn't need any of that for the world building. Yeah, so there's that. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I guess more industry news. Sad news. Sad news for Dan. Good news <laughs> for 2017's other oh, games. Yeah, the, the big yeah. one. Uh, Red Redemption 2, not happening this year. So that means it. I won't have to choose in my game of the year choice. No, it's going to be it's going to be Zelda. <laughs> there we go. Unless, <laughs> we think we've all already called it. <laughs> unless there's some kind of miracle and they do for Mario what they did for Zelda. Oh, oh true. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I uh, do keep forgetting about Mario. Yeah, um, but yeah. So in that way, it's good. And I, I'm, you know, obviously it's a bit disappointing, but it does mean I, I don't need to buy another console this year. And it also means. Um, you know, they. I'd like it when they spend the time to get it right. Like they yeah, delayed yeah. the the PC version of GTA Five over and over again. Yeah, and it was freaking amazing when it came out. So, well, yeah, because it wasn't just a PC version in the end, was it? The whole the whole remaster thing was. That's true, but it actually the PC version came out a few months after the PS4 and and uh, Xbox One version. Oh yeah, sure, but you know, yeah. in, in the end, that was why that was all. Super yeah. delayed. It's not. It's not that they just put out the PC version of what they'd put out on 360 yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. It's like yeah, absolutely. They, they held back. It was so good. So, yeah, let's hope so. Although, still no news of PC version of Red Dead Two. Uh, but, no. Uh, never mind. Totally unconfirmed. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Uh, it's it's okay. It will be amazing. 
it will be the game of the next year. So that's fine. <laughs> well, you could buy your PlayStation and and, uh, and, and get around to some Horizon. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, I only want it to play Wipeout, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> that's out soon as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I'm. I'll pay attention at E3 to whether the what's the console to to buy for Red Dead Two still, whether it's Scorpio or. Actually, that might already be out. A Wipeout Omega Collection. I think it's, yeah, this month or next month. Yeah, I've seen they've been they've been advertising it like a lot. Of the the pre order bonus was to get a um a a reversible sleeve box yeah, that makes it I look like that. a PS one game. It's awesome. That's pretty cool. It makes me miss the way that I think it was really cool how all games had the same spine with the same style of font and everything. I guess you, we still sort of get that, don't you? Like the PS4, all PS4 and Xbox stuff has the strip at the top. It's just yeah, the top but you now. don't get the the full, the full everything the same style, everything the same grey or whatever. No, I mean there is a there is a base style that everyone can adhere to. Yeah, it's just they sort of choose not to. Yeah, because like, you know, I guess shelf space. I, they want to stand out, I suppose. Mm. I just don't think it's as cool as when everything was in that kind of bold impact font or whatever it was. No, I'm sort of looking at my X-Bone stuff uh, across the room, and yeah, there is no consistency there. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their own font, and it's like the only consistent element is a vaguely grey backing. Mm. So like the green and grey. But that's about it. Everything else is custom. Uh, and the final bit of news I have, just because it's mental, is that it's incredibly likely now that there's a new Seaman game in the works. What? Yeah. As in? Seaman. Not in... Aquaman, but it's as in it's... the, the fish mean... with a human face. Yeah. From what going to have to come out on the, on the Switch, I guess. On the Dreamcast, is it? Well, yeah, that's the rumour is that it, it's heavily implied because it, it's been sort of known about for a while that the creator, Yute Saito, I think he is, um, has been um, a, kind of working with Nintendo on something and that maybe their 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 last plan didn't quite come to fruition. But there's there's a photo during the during the rounds or something of them wearing as like a seaman t-shirt or something like a team of people wearing seaman shirts, what? and it's like what's what's going on? <laughs> or maybe he's just like he could he be just trolling. He can't, he can't give it up. Yeah, like I had this great idea and no one accepted it at the time, so I'm going to make you wear all these t-shirts to remind you how awesome I am. No <laughs> yeah, seaman's <laughs> not just for Christmas; it's for life. Oh God. For Ute Saito's life, oh, it, was, it was his face, wasn't it? As well, it was his own face, <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> I saw a mysterious bit of pre-free, not exactly news. I haven't been playing Planet Coaster, but it's been continuing to be updated, which is good because you know they kind of said they were going to, and they did, which is nice when that happens. Like free updates, yeah, continuing to like add a couple of rides or so every month or two. Cool. So that's kind of been nice. I haven't actually been playing it since is, Christmas. Is, is there a competitor to Chief Beef yet? <laughs> There's never going to be a competitor to Chief Beef. He's clearly the king of all of the brands. I want Dirk Burger or something. <laughs> but so the thing that I saw that they posted on the news feed with the last patch was that they said that they 
they're going to make some kind of big announcement at E3, and then there's going, and then uh, like after E3, they said they're going to talk about the next major patch for Planet Coaster and what they announced at E3, which is weird because it's like, what could they announce at E3 that makes it like an actual announcement that they could have at E3? And like the only two things I could think of is either they're going to move towards the city skylines model of having paid DLC as well as patches. Yeah, like a big expansion. Yeah. Or, or yeah. they're doing a console version. I I would not be surprised if I thought a console version had been in the works already. Like I thought I thought that was a known entity. Well they I mean <laughs> maybe you're slightly confused because I mentioned City Skylines because there was a console version of that. Oh, that I'm not sure I knew, but maybe I'm getting confused. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That it seemed weird that they mentioned that they had an announcement for E3 that wasn't anything to do with what they were doing with Planet Coaster. Maybe. Hmm. Elite Dangerous Two. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be the other thing if it's actually not anything to do with Planet Coaster, and they just mentioned it in the in that blog for the patch notes of Planet Coaster. Yeah. That would be slightly stranger. Hey, the Planet Coaster team's been working on something else. We think you're going to like it. <laughs> it would be super weird if they were just like, no, it's Planet Coaster 2. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the last patch. <laughs> and we secretly took over Roller Coaster Tycoon World. <laughs> you can't take that over. It got released. <laughs> we're making it good. It's going to be Planet Roller Coaster Tycoon World. Planet World. <laughs> So there's that. I don't know. That would be interesting. That would be because, like, the way they said that they they're going to announce something at E3 implies that they're going to actually be at one of the conferences or Nintendo's thing. <laughs> like, they actually are going to be visible in one of those because mm. it's not like I, I wouldn't have thought they'll be like just at E3. No, it's not. That's not them. I don't think they really did the big shows. I mean, they had you know a fairly big booth at EGX, but. Well, they haven't, they haven't and it's like, like they don't shows. have like a new game as far as we know. No, <laughs> so it's not you wouldn't have any reason to go to E three. No, if they haven't announced it or it hasn't been talked about, then a console version of Planet Coaster makes a whole lot of sense because then like Sony and Microsoft might want to be like, hey, you've seen that we've seen this big this this game did really well on PC. Now we have it. Yeah, I mean that seems to be the most likely. Yeah, the DLC is still slightly possible. Now with PlayStation exclusive content. I was very tempted to Content. finally buy one of the City Skylines DLCs. <laughs> the last one that just came out for Mass Transit, where it's just like basically like they've done with pretty much all of the other DLCs, where they implemented stuff that was in mods into the base game, where it's like, oh, now you can actually do things like adjust the turning lanes of roads and like the traffic signals versus stop signs and stuff. That's all mm. in mods, and it's really helpful, but now you can have it in the base game along with... Other weird things like blimps. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but has it been done better? Is always the question. Well, that is, yeah, that is always the question. Because, because, well, you know, in theory, they have the ability to, right? Because they can just be like, well, we didn't have to mod this, so we've been able to build it more better. properly into the code. And yeah, stuff. better plays better with the traffic simulation or whatever. Hmm. Who knows? But you know, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Wait for that summer sale. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the trouble with the City Skylines DLC model is that they keep putting out new DLCs, and like all the older ones keep gradually reducing in price. So it's just like, 
how long until the oldest one bottoms out and then you can be like okay that one's never going to go down any further <laughs> so it's mm. safe to buy that one now i guess yes so yeah e3 is rapidly approaching yeah uh, is it it might be two like, weeks away yep, now like two weeks yeah get hype Oh what? god! The the other, I guess, not really that relevant, but the other news about E three is how fucking they're starting a whole day earlier now. God damn you, EA! Oh yeah, <laughs> boy. Well, at least we get to get the EA one out of the way. Let's like let's get the most boring one. <laughs> just, but just now I have to like, now I have to pay attention for a whole extra day, <laughs> rather than just like a really long time on a few days. Oh, uh, it's good for me because I. I can't watch that much video <laughs> i do have to spread it out a bit so if they've spread it out a bit that helps me out at least it must uh, you know but it's i think it's irrelevant to us but it like that clearly must suck for everyone who has to actually go to e3 where now that they're starting on a saturday you're having to like leave in the week <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't just go on the weekend i wonder if they're um gonna have a celebrity after party again or like play Battlefield on a roof or yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, like weed free. Like just just do something else. Meth three. I don't know. <laughs> yes, how how dumb is it going to be this year? Probably not that dumb. I'm probably not gonna bring Wiz Khalifa back, let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, or Snoop Dogg. I don't know. I don't even know if Wiz Khalifa was there. I can't remember who was there. Yeah, he was. <laughs> was it was it him? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know Zach Efron wandered up and was just like, where's, 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 where's that um, special stuff at? <laughs> yeah, where's the secret weapon? Yeah. That was the phrasing. Nice. <laughs> nice. I just remember the over-the-shoulder cam of Snoop just being like, I don't know what's going on, and just sort of smiling at a screen. <laughs> it was pretty great. In all the wrong ways. Uh, anyway. I think that's the news. I haven't got anything else. Uh, do you feel the need, the need for speed? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, I, I sort of don't. No, but. neither. <laughs> so what they're doing, they're doing like a Fast and Furious style story thing of a jig. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time they've tried the story thing, but the run wasn't that well received. No. Um, but it's the same developer, it's Ghost Games, and, you know, last year's was, well not last year, two years ago now, I guess, the last need for speed, you know, the reboot need for speed. Um, wasn't terrible. Mm. Had a good look to it. Had some quality FMV. <laughs> That's what you need these days. <laughs> Do you reckon they'll bring back the FMV thing? <laughs> no. No? Just uh, all in game now? Looks like it. It looked pretty, the graphic looked pretty good on the. Uh, on oh, the yeah. That, I there. mean, that was the thing. The night racing in the, in the last yeah. one looked, you know, the whole game was at night. There was no such thing as day. In right. the last one, but they did nail that look. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, that's another thing. A uh, DC Kerbal Space Program was acquired by Take Two. Do you care about that, Zeg? Well, they know. they like. It's weird because like the game is like Take Two, and then like half of the developers went to Valve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So it's slightly strange. Huh. I mean, they were, they had sort of already shed most of those. It's not like Valve 
brought the like Kerbal team. It was like people who had already left, and then they went to Valve. Yeah, because they were basically done with Kerbal, and there was all kinds of weird like did they all kinds of possible drama about that whole situation. Where mm. it's like now we have this weird like B team that are left still working on Kerbal or whatever, except not really. But yet they didn't have a project for the new team. Like, like would they have like taken the success of, K- of Kerbal and just been like, right, well, we're really good, we're awesome, let's let's do something else. Well, apparently they did that by leaving that company and going to Valve. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So is this the original guys? I don't know if it's like... even the original guys. I think it's like like some of the semi-original guys because I think like the main like the original original team like the like the smaller number. Of original people who had left quite a long time ago, relatively speaking. Oh, really? Like a few months. Well, they 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 got their success and thought this is the peak and I'm out. I I I don't know what the actual situation was. Really, it seemed strange, and they didn't and like they tried to make blog posts about it, but they didn't really actually tell you enough to make any sense. So, mm. <laughs> so like people leaving, people coming in, new people coming and going. But yeah, don't know what's actually going to happen with that. Really, I guess. Probably nothing. <laughs> Kerbal's probably run its course by now, though, right? Like... Well, there was recently just a new patch for localization. It wasn't actually a patch that included really very much yeah, okay. actual game, but, you know, they were still working on it, apparently. Hmm. Cool, yeah, I think that's the news. I remembered one other thing. No, no, that's it's not, not the news. exactly said, news. How many times have you said that's the news now? It's not exactly news anyway. It was just something that Dan showed me last weekend that I thought was interesting. <laughs> Can you remember what it was, Dan? I sent you a post about um, the possibility of future advance wars. Yep, that's it. What? <laughs> well, Ooh. not exactly the possibility of future advance wars. It was more wars. like it was an interview about um, Fire Emblem. Yeah, it was basically an interview with one of the developer guys from uh, whatever that intelligence systems. That's the one. <laughs> I remembered an interview with him about like why there hasn't been a well it was in the Fire Emblem context, but it's like why hasn't there been a new advance wars? And apparently his answer was because I want to work out a way to work in the relationship stuff from Fire Emblem into Advance Wars, and apparently that's difficult. I don't want them to do that. Well, as I said to Dad, it's like that doesn't make any sense because they've already done it. You had tag yeah. teams where they had like ratings based on how compatible they were. <laughs> And yeah, but you if you have... wanted to bring it even more into like the Fire Emblem style in the Dark Dawn, like the free the like second DS game, hmm. they had the COs didn't work Wait, no, like they it, used to. Isn't Dark Dawn the Golden Sun game? Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, Days Dark, of Ruin. Days, what was is the Ameri- called... That was the American name, wasn't it? It's called Dark Something. Conflict. <laughs> Dark Conflict. That's right. That's right. In that game, the COs didn't work like they used to. You actually put the CO into a unit, and then they had like an air of effect around them that increased their increased the effective effectiveness of units in that zone. And that was how they charged their CO power. Like combat inside that zone was what charged the CO power rather than just generic everything. Mm. And that's basically how Fire Emblem. That's like <laughs> like you've literally already done these things in other games, and somehow it's hard to work it out how to do it again in Advance Wars. No, but presumably he's talking about the old like family aspects of Fire Emblem, right? You need to literally ship characters together so they breed and make uber children. I don't think like, that would be even that difficult to do in, in, in Advance Wars context if you wanted. No, but I, I just don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's that's an interesting mechanic for like a like a long. A campaign thing, but that's not what I go to Advance Wars for. But I'd like I 
I think I like Advance Wars because it's the 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 challenges on the levels are kind of intricate puzzles. Like they have a set way of doing it. Like yeah, you can mess with it by changing who you are, like the CEO and stuff like that. But generally, they're they're they're, they're strictly defined things. You don't like change what's coming into each mission because your party's not strong or whatever. And it's like that's not that game. So I don't I don't I don't I don't get that. I don't I don't know why you'd want that. Not in that game, anyway, because Fire Emblem is already that, <laughs> you know. That's disappointing. It's quite a dumb thing to say. Yeah, for two different reasons. For, for, for one reason of not that you don't want to do it, and for the other that you've already done it. <laughs> yeah, it it it's in a weird way. It's been long enough that they probably don't actually have to do that much, it, like. Just put another one. Like I know that's a terrible thing to say. In a way, just put another one out <laughs> with better that looks better, and you'd probably be fine. Yeah, it's an yeah, awful right. thing to say in a way, but like everyone wants innovation in games and stuff like that. But it's you, you know that wouldn't actually be terrible. <laughs> is, are we now? Are we now done? Is that is yes. that now it? <laughs> No yeah, it's time for what you've been playing. What you've been playing, Zach, and has it been Rocket League? <laughs> Literally just before this broadcast, yes. How, how did you? How, how has it been? How has your? Because you're in the giant bomb Rocket League tournament. Yep, community tournament. We won both of our first two games, so that's good. <laughs> Go we team, were... whatever you're called, giant <laughs> yeah. bomb Europe no, or something. No, no. <laughs> it's 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 really bad. <laughs> it's really dumb also it doesn't actually fit in the team name in Rocket League like you can't fit the whole thing in the box that you use to type the team names in <laughs> which is very yeah. helpful go on then what is it it's Nintendo Download Express <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck okay <laughs> go Nintendo Nintendo Download Express yeah we beat Boost Club <laughs> That's the very generically name. named Boost Club <laughs> Boost Club is it like Fight Club? Can we not talk about Boost Club? Yeah, I guess that is what they were going for, presumably. Well, so, yeah. We don't have to talk about them, you know, because they lost. <laughs> well, they could, could still come through losers in the losers bracket. We won't see them again. Who knows? When's your next match? Well, next week, presumably. It seems like we're running right. a weekly schedule. Weekly. So that so, went relatively well. Speaking of Rocket League, you know, I might as well interject here. Just like here we go, random, random internal stories. Yeah, I bought a new router. Yeah, and uh, my Rocket League stutter in the one test we've done so far <laughs> is gone. So maybe fixed. Maybe Amazing. fixed. Yeah. What Don't... router did you get? Because I probably so, need to get one. So I had an old BT Home Hub three, which is quite ancient by by this point. Um, and but you know, it was one of the early fi- routers that were good enough to run fiber. Um, and I sort of had one, so continued to use it. Um, and it was better than the Thompson rubbish that Plusnet would normally send out. So now I have a Nighthawk for X4S or some combination of letters. Nighthawk. Uh, and, and it looks like a stealth bomber and it's massive. <laughs> <laughs> like it, to match your massive PC. It's massive. <laughs> like it's really wide. And then it's got like four sticky up wings well, for wi-fi and for max wi-fi right can you get wi-fi across the street now probably 
I haven't had I haven't tested it fully like around the uh, the house yet. Like tomorrow will be the proper test when I'm doing work because th- that was the other thing that really sort of made me buy this thing because it's just like it was constantly dis- disconnecting when I was in my office and it was just becoming a real hassle. And the uh, the power line network that that you know, I tried running as well is often fairly slow and that wasn't even working well. So it's like mm, all right, this might be the moment. Let's go big. Go uh, big and go home. <laughs> yeah, go big in my home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got a dedicated switch on the back if you don't like the LEDs blinking. Nice. <laughs> you can technically do that on the Home Hub 6. You can just get, there's an option inside the UI where you can just, yeah, but it's in the UI. just turn the LEDs off. It's just a dedicated, it's just a nice dedicated switch on this thing, so you can be like. Oh, well, oh, in the home hub one, you can tell it, you can set a time, so you can be like, don't have them on at night. <laughs> oh, well, on the on the new hubs anyway. I don't yeah. think that was a thing on my one, but I guess because the new hubs have that weird sort of glow light. Yeah, it's like yeah. two the super shiny hubs. curves sticking out of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I took it wrong. I kind of I kind of like having the lights so I can see what's going on. Well, yeah, like, and they even they have like different colors on them. So the ones that go white are fast, and the one that goes orange are slightly less fast. <laughs> like, so you can tell what kind of uh, Ethernet they're using, for instance. Like, oh, my PC that's on gigabit, so it goes white. And it's like, ah, oh, but my my router attached to my TV kit that's only a hundred meg, so that goes orange. Oh, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> still plenty fast enough. But yeah, uh, since putting this thing in, I've had very little problems with with stuff so far so <laughs> in the like day that it's yeah. existed so far well i tell you what the one thing i did have a problem with was that was the switch like of all things the switch was the one thing that didn't automatically switch over to the new network so when i was trying it earlier and it was, it was like yeah there's no internet and it's like um well, okay why um and it was like here's your networks it's like i can see both your five gig band and your your 2.4 gig band it's like kick i like, connect to them it's like all right yeah let's do that and type the password and it goes nah just immediately just goes nah not gonna happen it's like, uh, uh, all right let's go into the details page and the details page basically said nah <laughs> it didn't happen it's like great that's not very helpful but it did actually have one tip on there that said have you tried turning your switch off and on again and uh, and and so i did and it totally worked classic so yeah Turn your switch off if you want to swap Wi-Fi networks. Weird. And then it's been fine. Except not fine, but I'll talk about that later in my turn. What else have you been doing? Well, I've, obviously I've played a ton of Rocket League apart from that, as I do. And, you know, for practice also. Do you play with the team to practice? or just Only for like two hours before our actual match. <laughs> That's how it usually goes. Like we get together about two hours before the actual match, and then play, and then just transition smoothly into the match. Is that like right. your peak performance period? Is like just two two hours in? I and guess. Then, and then I think I wasted my good, good best stuff really early today. So you know. Oh, when you were playing with me? Oh, yeah, basically. <laughs> Man, those games were so dumb today. There was some fairly good stuff, apart from the dumb stuff. There was a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, sure was. Um. I randomly went back and played a few more rounds of Gungeon. Ooh. Entered the Gungeon, specifically. What, what drew you back? <laughs> because I remembered that I wasn't really done with it, I guess. I was like, oh, there's some stuff I can unlock and new things that I can theoretically see, so I may as well go and play some more runs. Is there some stuff after, more stuff after Supply Drop? or 
no, supply drop like, update. You know, I, you, it's the same as like Isaac or whatever. There's so many goddamn items. <laughs> it takes mm. a long, a many runs before you'll actually see them all. So I still, you know, saw a few new guns and stuff. I managed to beat the stupid glitch boss. I mean, glitch chest thing. Hmm. Where like there's just like a random chest that spawns all glitchy, and then when you open it, it transports you into a level where you fight two bosses simultaneously. <laughs> oh, great! Which is difficult. Although it like it like you fight two bosses simultaneously, but it because it's transported you to this special like floor of the dungeon. Essentially, you skip a floor essentially, so you don't have to do an actual floor. You just have this instead. So I guess maybe if you if you could handle the double boss situation, it sort of saves some time. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, I finally beat the double boss, mainly just by having a lot of health and just getting hit all the time, and having some fairly decent guns. So it has a damage output, and it turns out that what you get from beating a double boss is eight guns. <laughs> the whole room is just full of guns and like health and armor that just drops all over the whole room. And I was like, well, that's worthwhile, I guess. <laughs> But then it's like, now I've got so many guns, I don't know what to do with them. And I did get a gun, which is just like maybe the most powerful, like secondary effect of a gun, where it's the AK-47, where like it fires like an AK-47. It looks like a key. And if you just shoot a chest, it unlocks it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's incredibly helpful. Yeah. It's like hmm. infinite keys, essentially. <laughs> a key. So that was quite nice. And I, you know, missed out on an opportunity to get duct tape again. God damn it. Duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I want double guns. Yep. want two guns taped together. The best. And I did have a, a run where I ended up getting hella spice. What does the spice because... do again? I can't remember. Well, spice, as you might imagine, is just like you get it, and it gives you like it gives you a heart. It gives you like generic speed and damage boosting. So it's just like it just makes you better in general. But then what happens is after you've had one spice because of you know because of the addiction, basically the, you just get spice constantly. Like every shop has spice in it, and like a lot of chests just give you extra spice as well as what's in the chest. <laughs> but then the trouble is like like every uh, every time after the first one, I mean every time after the first one you get. Every, you use it, you don't get the health any longer on the second one, but you still get the stat bonuses, but you also get curse. So, like, you start getting, like, cursed enemies. Mm. And then, like, everyone after, everyone subsequent to that, you lose health, but you still get the stat bonuses and the curse. So it's like, you could just buff your actual, like, movement speed and damage output, but you start sacrificing your health and stacking the curse up. Mm. So it's just like, you just, just like keep getting the spice, just lots of spice. Is this like max health as well, or you just take damage? No, max health. Just mm. takes a heart container off. Oh wow! Okay, that's quite that's quite extreme then. Yeah, but it's just like yeah, you see the spice constantly. It's like oh, I can probably go for one more. It's fine. <laughs> I've still got enough health left. Have another one. <laughs> Very representative of actual spice, clearly. <laughs> Crack. And I think that was the run where I got into bullet hell again but then so if you if you eat enough spice can you like 
start seeing through time and stuff. Well, that's and, like, the question. Like, is there space. is there like a final version? Like, if you manage to have enough health that you can keep doing it over and over, will there be like an end game version of that stat bonus where it's just like, oh, now I've got the ultimate bonus where I've had enough spice where I've just become Superman? <laughs> Who knows? I haven't had it. I think I probably had four on that run. So that's quite a lot, I guess. And it gets more expensive in the shops as well, if you're actually buying it. But, you know, it, as I said, it kind of drops out of chests quite often as well, once you've started the spice train. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all. all I mean, I didn't, I didn't succeed in beating the bullet hell still. <laughs> Got to the last boss and immediately died again. So that's still not, still not happened. So we've got mm. some more runs of that to play theoretically. Um, and then apart from that, the only other thing was a bunch more Factorio, obviously. Of course. Because a video I'm, series to finish. <laughs> well, no. That's not even what I'm doing. Like, I've already finished recording that. Got to upload it, but it's already recorded. I've just been playing another game. The marathon game. Oh, not your the, the death mode or whatever it was. Well, no, it's death mode, but Okay. I I just consider that marathon because, like, as always, even with the upgraded enemy evolution, the enemies are basically irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> there's a like, there's a risky period at the start where it's like you're racing the enemy evolution to tech up your own defenses, but then at some point you're like, okay, I think I've managed to, I've managed to beat that stage essentially. There is still one more step once like enemy evolution reaches maximum and you get the suddenly the biggest type of enemies can spawn. That will be potentially risky, but I don't think it actually will be. I did find someone who not only has heard of Factorio, which is, you know, the first hurdle, <laughs> but actually uh, sort of somewhat unconditionally loves it as much as you do. It's it, that these people exist. It's not just that I can confirm. Well, apparently they've sold a million, so a million of them exist. Well, yeah. I guess not all of those people loved it. Let's say, oh, no, they, well, yeah, they might have just played it and been like, nope. <laughs> but they still took the money, so ha. Yes, exactly. And you know, it might actually come out this year. <laughs> oh no, for reals. <laughs> we'll see about that. Ah, oh, but then we'll have like nothing in our best game that hasn't come out yet category. I'm actually going to have to play Formula Fusion, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> put something on that list yeah I guess I suppose that is the last holdout at this point uh, well, oh apart great, from Space Engineers oh Space Engineers oh yeah yeah <laughs> I keep forgetting that it hasn't come out yet <laughs> even though it's technically come out on consoles weirdly it's, cu- it's come out many a time yeah it's on that Xbox preview program thing I think it's very strange yeah yeah I've, then you know that keeps updating every Thursday <laughs> I still haven't played it but it's just like oh it's Thursday, here comes the Space Engineers patch. <laughs> See that going into my Steam? <laughs> Just get those bits every week. Yep, exactly. Just get those bits. Get a bit of bits. I think that's more or less everything I played. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess maybe maybe by the next podcast it will be Dirt 4, right? <laughs> oh, blimey, really? I think that comes out. In within the next two weeks, blooming heck! Okay, blooming heck! <laughs> I keep thinking about playing Dirt Rally, but every time I think about playing it, it's already too late to go through the whole hassle of setting up the steering wheel. Well, yeah, because obviously well, I can't do that at night when I'm awake. 
So I and have also, to like, think about that in the mornings. And also, it's summer, and like yeah, uh, that too. And you know, <laughs> you get warm very it's hot quickly. Playing those games, it's hot. <laughs> like I don't know, a bit of me was like legitimately thought. Uh, oh well, as the result of singing the Daytona theme at a beer festival, <laughs> that I should set my wheel up again and play some Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> the most important game to use a wheel for. Obviously. Yeah, it's quality. Daytona. Daytona. Let's so, yeah. go away. Dirt 4. Incoming, away. I suppose. Mm, what about that um, uh, Micro Machines? <laughs> what about that Micro Machines? <laughs> have, you, have you seen the stuff about like how Hasbro that is? <laughs> well, I mean... You know. I mean, it's covered in Hasbro games. It's like there's an actual Ouija board in it, you know, like branded Ouija board. <laughs> but I mean, that's, yeah, they have the right to it, so they may as well use it for convenience scenery, right? And like Hasbro board games, like all over it, I guess. It doesn't sound like that. Mm, well, I think we've talked about this before, but it's like, I'm, I'm always surprised when they say, like, it's got like 12 cars, and it's like, wait, what? That doesn't sound like a lot. But then it's like variants and customizations well, and. Yeah, but that's that's where they've gone wrong, though, with my machines, because you're not meant to be able to have like customized cars. The cars are meant to be set to the level, to the theme of the map. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah, knows that's how you're meant to have like the the pool table is meant to be the weird speed buggies, and then <laughs> well, um, pool table is like old F1 cars, wasn't it? But I guess it's hard. The problem is it's hard to tell with those old sprite graphics what they well, actually are. I guess it depends what version of the pool table, but yeah, they became more F1ish in some of them. Hmm. Yeah, like open wheeled races of some kind. Yeah, and you have the beach buggies for the beach, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, well, except for that one occasion where they're trucks or something in beach. Well, yeah, exactly. You could have some levels that have like very like when it, like the beach levels where it's a dump truck, and it's like that still makes sense. They're carrying sand around. Yeah, and they definitely did some different vehicles with the um the pond levels as well. <laughs> well, I mean, once you get the boats, that's like a whole different thing. But then that was in a weird way. That was how you identified the levels sometimes, wasn't it? Because it's just like, oh right, well, this yeah. is the one with the hovercraft. Exactly, and it gave them an opportunity to have like use the same tile set, but with different physics, essentially. But then they did that quite frequently, right? They they like would one level's version of a car, even if it was the same car graphic, would be wildly different to another version, like. The I wouldn't say they necessarily did that frequently. They did it occasionally. Yeah. Like but trying yeah. to. Well, I suppose the dragsters were always ridiculously fast and were basically only used for rim runners. But well, that, that's where they've gone wrong, obviously. Where it's just like you don't you don't have a you don't pick a car. <laughs> you pick a color of car. Sometimes not even that. No. The color is based on your character. Some cars. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta be blue and yellow. It's clearly the best skin. No, he was. No, he was blue and yellow. Was he? I thought he was purple and green. Jethro, wasn't it? Jethro? (laughs) Yes. Classic. All right. Right, what have you been playing? My section might be quite short. Like, like, <laughs> apart from the bit where we talk about Zelda forever yeah so we, we should probably end with that obviously yeah um, so like other than the Rocket League fun the only other um, I did try and play the ARMS Global Test Punch yep uh, yeah I've seen a bit of this uh, yeah so I've I've seen a bit of it because I couldn't get into it no um, 
so part, David part... was playing it and I was watching him play it. He did get into it. Okay. Yeah. Partly, partly my fault because the timing, because like every Nintendo beta, it was in very small one hour windows that ended up being awkwardly timed for for my lifestyle <laughs> um, and so that didn't that didn't quite work out and yeah it was time, like the one time like, i thought they were supposed to be active I, it didn't connect so it's like all right fine <laughs> this isn't gonna happen then and so yeah I, I haven't unfortunately been able to play that game but the general consensus going around is that yeah these motion controls actually work and are good for this yeah it seemed cool um but uh david was saying that like you know, using the motion control was good for the arms, but it made it quite hard to move around. Because mm, you have to he... tilt them, don't you, to like joysticks? Yeah. To... Well, you couldn't work out how to move forward and backwards. I don't think he was tilting them side to side and dashing. But like, anyway. But and then when he used the pro controller, he could move around much better. But right, he yeah. couldn't actually control the punching very well. So, yeah. Does the game? Let, uh, presumably, it lets you play controller style. It does apparently with, with yeah. the Joy Cons. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Because yeah. I just wanted to try it like that, to be honest. It's like I was interested in the motion controls, but I'm, I'm more interested in how that game mechanically will hold up. Like, does it have the depth to, to really work? Mm. Um, I'll tell you one thing though: we might have a candidate for worst music. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, yeah. not, I do not like their menu music at all. And it's like it sounds like it's sung by like two people at like a karaoke bar. It's just like whoa, 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 yeah. and that's actually a fairly accurate impression. <laughs> like, it's just lots of woes. Mm. But yeah, not not a fan. And it's like and, I know, like Nintendo's cheese translated well to Mario Kart, like even with the saxophone and the trumpets, you know, burp, 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 burp. That, that actually cut sort of worked. But that style doesn't seem doesn't mm, it didn't sound good here. Too much woe. There we go. Worst music candidate. Fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I didn't play Arms. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looked interesting to me, but not. I don't know if it really. So it's the, is it the team that made Mario Kart? Well, Nintendo's development studios are all over the place at the moment. So I think it's, it's a true. bit of them, and I think it's a bit of Monolith, mm. who seem to be working on everything that Nintendo do because they're behind Splatoon. Mm. And I think they also work on Xenogears. Uh, sorry, Xenoblade, not Xenogears. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think Monolith are like a major studio for, for Nintendo at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, still, Switch will get some games. There you go. Mm. Have some games. Be quiet. Uh, yeah. So, what else have I actually been playing? I've been playing that Overwatch Anniversary, which okay. turned out to be a bit crap. So, what what's the deal with that? So, they their thing this time is uh, they've added more of the arena maps, and the arena is clearly right. the worst thing about that game. Right. Um, it's like the three on three, one death mode. Uh, you know, and then they, they've tweaked it over the uh, for a little bit, where it seems like certain characters get blocked out every now and then, so you can't just build a the perfect team every time. It forces you to mix it up round to round a little bit. Um, uh, but you know that that mode always kind of sucked anyway. That just don't enjoy it at all. So the fact that they've added more levels to that is just like eh, don't care. Um, 
and that was the thing this time. That's the, the, the basically the event. It's got some sweet skins though, like some really bizarre stuff. Like if you if you ever want to see Lucia as a jazz musician, mm-hmm. and basically wears trumpets, <laughs> like or a giant saxophone down his leg, and it's like well, we've got a skin for that. He's got a hat now, and that you know it's one of those nice skins where because he's a DJ they've changed his audio, so he's it's a bit funky, and it's like I want that skin. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, or if uh, she wanted Genji to 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 look a bit like a, a Japanese, um, oh, what do they call it? Like the big, the big one, like a bit like Power Rangers, a bit like a Zord. Um, <laughs> he, like he's got a costume that looks a bit like that. And yeah, so there's, there's some good skins this time. Good event for that, but not a good event for actual content, unfortunately. Um, but they have at least uh, announced that there's a, uh, a an actual new map coming finally. Uh, and it's on the moon. The moon on the moon. Where would moon gravity? Let's see. Oh, nobody really knows. Yeah, it, like I, I assume not. But it will be like it's. It's supposed to be where Winston was con- created, I suppose. What was the bullshit excuse they came up with for Destiny? I don't remember. What that the gravity was on the moon. Yeah. Wizards. <laughs> Because I was thinking about like the Destiny Two, they have an opportunity to fix that. That's true. If they, they they go to the moon again, reason was though. So, (laughs) where else are they going to go? You know, they can only go inside the solar system, right? (laughs) I guess they just visit more places on Earth rather than Russia. (laughs) Have to go into some irradiated zones. I don't know. I don't Mm. know. I don't know anything about Destiny. No, nothing about anything. <laughs> True words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True facts. <laughs> uh, I that is literally it, other than uh, a smeg ton of Zelda. A smeg ton. Okay. Go on then. Let's get, let's get into, into it. it. Let's get I haven't into played it. anything else, so that's. I don't think so. That's so, what I've been playing too. So I have just been stumbling my way through the Lost Woods. Okay, and done the Korok trials as the last thing. I oh, sort that, of, that's quite fun. Yeah, I'm trying to think where I got to when we when we last discussed. Like, what was what where, where, what have I been doing last? So I did. I think I was on the cusp or had just done Zora's domain. I think last oh, yeah. time. Yeah, and so. um, uh, yeah. So I've been plotted around Akala. I like found the tech lab up there. And, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, just did, found some stuff in that general area. There's plenty of stuff I haven't done in that area that I, you know, yeah. like I found a shrine quest point that I. Haven't yeah, got there's one of those. To deal with. There's uh, one of those great springs there, and you can't do anything. Unless yeah, I don't know. I, I, well, I, at least I kind of know what I have to do for that now. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, but uh, well, I, I know we well, know vaguely because um, I've seen the thing that it's referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, yeah. So I, I vaguely know what I'm doing with that, but um, but yeah, there was. I've just had a lot of nothing really since doing Zora. Like just sort of plodding around and it's the best though, to... isn't it? It's it's <laughs> pretty good for around. that, but then I kind of got to the point where it's like, no, I need something. It's like I've done a lot of plodding. I need I need something. Okay. So that so then uh, like I tried uh, or so I thought, all right, let's head towards the next glowy yellow point, and that happened to be Death Mountain. And then sort of wandered in that general vicinity, caught on fire, caught on fire. and then was like, Oh right, yeah, I don't have any heat proof or fireproof stuff. I haven't actually come across anything that gives me those properties. Well, that's why there's fireproof lizards all over that road. 
Like one, I found one. <laughs> well, the, like out the back of the stables, that's where they spawn. <laughs> I found like one, and then I made. You can just make them respawn over and over by just like teleporting away, or even just walking a certain distance away. Uh, I, I mean, if you want to know, you can just buy them the stuff from the guy at the stables. That's the that's the sure, but I don't. To. I don't really want to buy that. <laughs> well, all you have enough. to do, all you have to do is make sure that you definitely have like two grand before you go up there so that once you get there you just buy the fireproof arm. <laughs> and then you're good no more okay, patience. okay good to know i've got like 1800 at the moment because i was saving for the house yeah concentrate on the armor i think okay if you want to do death do that immediately, part. i guess yeah. but you yeah you probably would well so yeah having realized i can't couldn't do that because i only had like one fireproof elixir yeah and and some some heat i'm assuming you need fireproof and not heat resistance that's right, yeah. Because that's the other not... thing I haven't discovered how to really do, so I couldn't probably do Gerudo, I guess, no. yet, because yeah. I have no heat resistance. Like, I found a butterfly that can do that, um, or make make elixirs that can help with that. And I've got some food, some chili food somehow. I'm not quite sure how I got that. Hmm. but I mean, Gerudo is essentially, essentially the same thing, where it's just like you yeah. only need the resistant, the potions or whatever for your first run in, and then you get the thing that lets you resist it. <laughs> Yeah, because I tried going up Lanryu, Lanryu as well, and then realized I didn't have enough cold resistance. Like you know, subtle resistance isn't going to work. I need super resistance, and it's like okay, balls. I can't do that either. Um, Not yet, anyway. Uh, So yeah, just had a lot of wandering around, and it was it was it turned out to be quite a nice breath of fresh air to sort of wander into the lost woods and go, oh okay, there's actually some uh, like planned puzzles here. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So, but but then, but then one of them was a bloody tail mission. Yeah, the, it's like, yeah oh, it's a stealth tail no. mission, and it's clearly been the worst thing in the game so far. Yeah, but quite a way as well. Not just even a little bit. Bad. There's just one moment where he turns around, and I think, and I think. Oh, that's fine. I, I I was out of the way the first time on the first run where he right. did that. The worst one was where he went over like there was a wolf like through two thirds of the way down the course. Mm. Um, so I killed the wolf and he hadn't spotted me then but then I'd lost sight of where he was and it's like where is he where is he and he's, he was just sort of lying on the floor in the grass and so I accidentally like walked right up next to him right and couldn't see him and he was all like he looks basically the same as the entire environment oh yeah he's the same color like I, I did I, I ended up just powering up stasis quite a lot just so I could see him outlined a little oh that's cool I um, thought and that. that made it a little easier but not still not great um Partly because running stasis in that environment dropped the frame rate to to super low. It's right. like that that didn't work great either. Um, clearly, I'm not strong enough to pull the master sword either. So, sort of going there is yeah. But at least you know it's there. At least I know it's there. Yeah, and and the other one, the sort of the trial of wood, I didn't think was very good either. Um, because at the end, it gets really confusing where you're supposed actually supposed to go. Well, it's and quite hard the, that one, isn't it's it? It's because right. there's like multiple routes through it, except like the ends of the routes are way more obvious than the starts of the routes. So like you come towards the end and you're like, oh, there's this other route, except that's the exit of a route, not like the entrance. Yeah, <laughs> or something. Like I don't know. I don't know what I did there. Like I just like that ended up. I think just taking a massive shortcut, like going in the trees and then just being like, oh, it's over there. Um, uh, like I'm sure there's one, but I just couldn't figure out how to do. What I think the game wanted me to do, how, how the game wanted me to do it properly, and that's just the big like mud lake. Sec, there's just a big straight bit of mud, and it's like, well, how on earth do I get over that? I'm just going to die. So I ended up climbing the trees that go around it. We use cronus. 
No, but that's super slow. <laughs> not, not if you like. And that was something that I did later on. Once I like, well, well, firstly, once I remembered that craziness was a thing, and then once I got used to it, because you can like when I when I went to the survival island, I didn't use a boat or anything. I just craziness pillared all the way across the ocean. <laughs> like you just, if you time it right, you're just like you look down onto the water, hit the button, and then immediately jump, and you can just like get into a rhythm of doing that. And it's actually relatively quick. <laughs> to cover large amounts of water. And it's not so bad, I guess, because you can mess up and just climb your pillar again. But... Yeah, it's like when it's water rather than death. Yeah. Goop. <laughs> See, I didn't, I didn't 100% think of that either because I thought, it's mud, it's not water, this isn't going to work. Yeah, yeah, I didn't initially realise you could use Cryonis on the death goop. And also it really just sucks you in as well. Like you'd step anywhere near it and it's yeah, just like, <laughs> insta-death, and you're like, oh, really? Well, it has like a weird, like, you can walk through it, but only if you enter it via a slope. Like you can't step down into it because that mm. instantly kills you. But if there's an actual, te- like if there's an actual polygon that goes under it in the slope, you can walk into it and then like survive for a few steps. Mm. Like I had a problem with that on like one of the towers that was surrounded by that. And it's like I need to cross this bit, but I can't like oh, jump that- it because you just fall in. Was that the barracks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I did that one today. It's like there's a bit where you can walk off one of the sloped bits of stone and onto onto the other bit, but if you try and jump it, you're like, oh, I just clipped it and instantly died. Yeah, I found some. I I got to a really awkward spot on that because I sort of fell off the tower at one point, and like it's like, well, where am I going to go? So I just sort of I'm like uh, ended up on a bit of wood in the middle of this thing, and but there was nowhere to go from that bit of wood. Like there's a couple of other platforms, but they were at such awkward angles. So it's like you would you wouldn't grab them and climb them; you'd just sort of jiggle on them for a bit and then fall into the goop under them. And it's like, uh, all right, I better travel back up to the top of the tower <laughs> and figure out where I'm going. And that's when I spotted the lost woods, and it's like, ah, oh, all right, let's go that way. That seems interesting. Yeah, that goop is kind of weird. There's another one of the other towers with another pool of that stuff where you like you're meant to use magnesis to make platforms in it basically hmm. and and it's like when you do that you realize that like there is actually terrain under the goop like mm. it has a fully modeled yeah. like lake underneath it and you actually have to like sink the containers and stack them into pillars that are that are completely under the goop and invisible unless you're using magnesis it's like it's kind of strange because oh, the ocean's got a floor obviously <laughs> yeah i just moved one box and then that's all I need to do. Sort of paraglided over the gaps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, it's still, it's still. Is that the color tower? Do you mean? Are you talking about? No, uh, this is this is um, in the, the the same territory as Lost Woods. Yeah, the just, Lost just south Tower of, is the barracks, just south oh, of it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, just north of the castle, I guess. Yeah, forgot about that part. Uh, yeah, killed my first like stationary guardian because I had no choice for one of the towers. It's like oh, yeah, these guys are just going to shoot me on the way up. I was like, I've just been avoiding doing anything remotely near them. Yeah, and it's and it's just like, all right, no, I'm going to take out one of these stationary buggers. Um, at least those ones are easy. <laughs> yeah, at least if you're if you're right up in their face and you start attacking before they have a bead on you, then they well, don't and, re- and they, they don't have really like- get a bead on you. <laughs> They have like a super long stun if you crit them in the eye as well. And yeah. like hitting them whilst they're stunned like extends the stun essentially, kind of. 
Yeah, you have to arrow them in the eye as well, don't you? you yeah, can't, you can't just, you just, just one stab shot them in and the then eye. just leg it up there and then just hit them over and over. And then sometimes they'll unstun before they die to get a second shot, but then you mm. just arrow them again. <laughs> arrow. Have you noticed the weird, like, I don't know if it's a bug or whether it's just like something something that just happens where sometimes you sometimes when you're stabbing them in like the stun state they just keep firing the lasers randomly in whatever direction they're facing oh i haven't seen that it's weird i'm not sure whether it's like whether that's just some weird glitch or whether that's meant to happen because it fires like instantly every time you hit them there's like no charge up i haven't seen that and it like explodes constantly in the distance at whatever they happen to be pointing towards which <laughs> <laughs> is kind of strange i was just like why why is it doing that did you get any ancient hours from the arrows from the tech lab? I've got like one. Right, yeah. I think. Because they're like instant kill or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. If you hit them in the right place. I discovered you can you can sort of farm the the walking guardian on the way up to Death Mountain because you can go up to the tower and then you can just paraglide down and then of course you've got like super slow-mo arrow aiming when you're paragliding. So as long as you one-shot it, Mm. Well, then I mean, you can sort of farm you can do it. that mostly anywhere, really. Yeah, I guess, but you're not. You don't always have like a high point to to glide down onto a guardian. Like you could do it from the central tower, but there's like three of them or something. And I think the, the best place to do it's just right next to the tech lab, basically, because there's those two. There's two walking guardians down on the beach next to the tech lab. Are they? And you're, it's a, like a super steep cliff directly from the tech lab down to the beach. Which one? I, I didn't the notice Akala those. One, the Akala Tech Lab, yeah. yeah. I noticed the walking guardians anywhere near there. I have to have a look. There's a stationary one right on the route to it, isn't there? Yeah, 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 there's, yeah. There's no. You wouldn't think there's any reason to go down to that beach because it's basically right. directly at the bottom of those cliffs. I've it looks like it just there. goes straight into the water, but it doesn't. There's just oh. like a little bit of beach down there. And with two walking guardians. Okay, yeah. I'll check that out. I never even noticed those guys. And, you know, if you've seen it in the distance, you'll see that giant labyrinth way over the water. Yeah, I've seen that. I haven't been over there yet. That's fucking full of guardians, except mostly rusted guardians, not walking right. ones. Yeah. Actually, I guess there are a fair few walking ones. Oh, shit. Much less convenient to get to, obviously. I'm going to have to try that next. The labyrinths are, are like, I mean, they're kind of uncomplicated, but they're also kind of nice. You know, it's the same situation that Rob was in, where it's like, oh, this is an actual like puzzle planned out thing yeah <laughs> it's mm. an actual thing that i have to do specific things to do yeah that's cool and you know there's those there's three of uh, i think yeah three of yeah, those I'd, labyrinths i just found the second one i think but i haven't done any of them yeah. and obviously the reward that's what you really want well i don't know yet <laughs> what from doing all three or well each of them each of them okay each of the what sir each the of labyrinths. the labyrinths yeah labyrinths well, yeah i mean there's mean? a there's a shrine. In each oh, well, right. I, I've only seen the one off the coast of. Yeah. Is it the North Tech Lab? Yeah. Um, uh, and that seemed a bit far to get to. Mm. It might I, be a bit I, far. I don't, I don't quite there's, know. There's also a boat down on the beach. Yeah, but then oh, there's a ridiculous climb, it, presumably. I think there's. I think there might be a gust of wind. I'm uh, not sure whether that. Well, I wasn't entirely certain whether that wind spawned after I was done with the shrine or before. <laughs> But I, I guess, I guess if you're really goes up next to it. I guess if you're really prepared, you could make a bonfire. Well, yeah, or you could just like if you can ride the boat out there. At, if the if you can climb and then use like a stamina potion, you could probably climb up to the entrance. Hmm. Anyway, because that's the weird thing about those labyrinths is like 
the walls don't prevent you from climbing. So if you want, you can just climb on top of them. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, that doesn't. They're specifically designed to make it so that that doesn't completely negate the whole point of them. But <laughs> okay. it does give you an option to be like, oh, I can just go up here and easily access certain places. And you know, the map acts as the map. Yeah, at least for that one that I've seen, anyway. Kind of though. That also is like they thought of that <laughs> to some so, extent, right? Like, I guess it could be like spikes and stuff that wouldn't show on the map. Oh, I look forward to checking that one out. I'm sure I've done plenty of stuff in that game where I've I, the solution I've done was was clearly not the one they intended. Intended one, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's always fun point. though. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, I, oh, I'm pretty sure you wanted me to walk through this maze of spikes. Oh no, I just burnt them all. <laughs> I just did one with a um, uh, a frozen river that kills you really badly, and I think I was supposed to like chop down a tree and then float on a log to get to it, but I just like ate some food and, <laughs> and like swam through the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds viable. And I'll, I'll admit, bits of the combat are now starting to gel with me better than they were before. <laughs> yeah, that was what happened last week when I was... Yeah. Was like, I just, we were talking about the the first Lionel that you meet. Have they, have they patched the Moblin ragdolling thing, Zeg, do you think? I, I haven't seen it if, since... Cause I there, hasn't, it, there hasn't been a patch since I gave my yeah. Switch to Rob. I, I, since, I don't since, think so. Since that know. first patch? No, I don't think so. No, there well, has there, been. There was, two, there was two patches, I think, but uh, they were yeah. both before I gave my Switch to Rob, I think. I think they might have fixed it. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, we were talking about, talking oh, about yeah, the Lionel. Fighting the Lionel, yeah, because I hadn't beaten the red, the red mane Lionel. You don't have to, though. No, and it turns out I don't think I can at the time, anyway, because I, I think uh, the weapons just didn't have the durability or the strength yeah. to actually well, kill and, it. And you didn't really have a full load of weapons, either. You had well, empty slots. Well, I'm not sure I did, actually, at that point, but I didn't have... I didn't, hadn't boosted the inventory that much. Well, no, obviously. Um you know, I've got quite a few more spots. I've got two or three more spots today. But well, when I finally found Hestu and like could spend like the forty odd seeds I'd built up, yep. And it's like, oh great, I can put those all in the weapons. Yep. Don't need none <laughs> of those shield or bow spaces. It's like all weapons, <laughs> all weapons all the time. Oh, because I've ended up with quite a stash of nice weapons now, like frost blades and flame blades, and yeah, and uh, that I haven't used, and like guardian plus blade, and then I'm still using the crappers that I find. It's like, oh, a moblin arm, that'll do. <laughs> um, as always, the traditional problem of reserving your good shit for yeah. some reason. Yeah, but at, this game, at least in this game, there is like, oh, it's a Lionel. Maybe I should bust out the good one. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, like I haven't seen many of those frost blades. Is the thing, or many of those flame blades, and it's like um, mm, they, these actually seem really wet, really rare. Um, better keep hold of that. Yeah, I, I end up, like I, I keep them, but then I would only use them for like the dumb like the things that uh, i you don't keep them just because they're strong you keep them because they can do certain things where it's like things, oh i can use yeah. this frost blade to one hit fiery enemies mm. <laughs> or you can use the fire blade to melt chunks of ice by just standing next to them forever <laughs> takes a really long time but it's free <laughs> yeah they even keep you warm don't they to some extent yeah the, the fire weapons if you have them equipped oh so yeah i, I think i sort of so I, I found the shrouded forest as well, right? Yeah, um, the black dark forest. Yeah, and 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 you know followed the 
the things to to, to find the 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 dark well, well, up well, in the north north yeah yeah in the north oh, north there's, north. there's so a giant when i went up there there's a killer lionel on the way up to that thing oh, Although, depends yeah. which way direction you come to it from oh, there's like it, two yeah. along the back of death mountain yeah Oh right, so because I, I sort of jipped my way over there basically because you know the path that goes into Lost Woods. I basically then just went on the mountain side, along the edge of the right. lake, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah, and made my way to it that way, and so we haven't right. haven't come across either of those. Yeah, don't go left and right from that thing. <laughs> what you can do, but just watch out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because then uh, yeah, I went, I went and did that thing, and then there's that there's a Hinux in the dark, which was fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was actually kind of alright because the eye glows pretty ridiculously um but yeah so I, I had a fire rod still and so just put that on my back and it's like that worked well enough to just yeah. about see where you're going it wasn't as effective as a torch but then something happened like and it's like oh my torch and it's like oh it's okay i've got a fire rod. carry oh, on cool bit of a glow yeah mm. i was carrying a bomb for a little bit before realizing this is the tiniest little glow <laughs> 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 yeah, just holding it on with blue cube above my head, going. I really think I should be seeing more of this mythical giant glowing blue, blue cube. cube. Yeah, <laughs> probably done. So yeah, making progress. Just it, it, it was just a little annoying for a while there, like coming across areas that I don't think I can handle yet. Yeah, and getting to grips with the combat as we were discussing. Uh, yeah, yeah, as I said, as I, I am. I'm not nearly as fumbly with it as I was. Yeah, it's like there's, I, I still don't think it's quality Zelda combat. Like I, I, don't, I still don't think it's as good as Zelda has been. And I, I think it like because there aren't actually that many enemy types really that it does you know lack a bit of variety. Mm. Um, it's it's not. I mean, it's fine. It's not like it's not like dull to keep fighting things, but it's. I want it to be a little more interesting, I think, at times. Um, and you do feel a little bit disadvantaged sometimes. It's like, oh, I've only got these giant bats. And it's like they take so long to swing. And it's and the enemies are all quite fast. Mm. Uh, you know, you know there's, there's some times like that where it's like, I can't swing this fast enough to hit that wolf. Damn it, come back here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not having nearly as many problems as I, as I did, even even in crowds. I'm sort of finding ways of dealing with that. There's still the odd occasion where the camera likes to just get jammed in a corner mm. and won't come out. And the, you know, the, the thing we talked about last time where the camera doesn't like to rotate with you. Yeah. I don't get that. I think that's, I, I, I think that's a bad decision. Yeah. Like just, just design wise. I'd like wise. to see what it would have been like if it was more traditional Z targeting mm. with the camera, uh, or at least cause uh, you'd think if you could release the Z target and then reapply it, that used to like center your view in the old games. That doesn't seem to work either. Do you uh, remember? It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It does. It sort of does work, but like annoyingly, it doesn't work in the way that I want it to. It's mm-hmm. like, I'd rather the Z target focused on what the camera was centered on. So I could run away from something and then turn around when I needed to. But instead, no, that doesn't work. I have to turn Link around and point him at the direction of the thing I want to Z target. Which, you know, when you're running from something and then you suddenly need to turn around, isn't all that reliable. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, you know, combat, I think it has some problems. And it's it's just like, I didn't like that boss, for instance, in the router beast. Yep. yep. That, that, water, felt, that felt like a mess. Water blight cannon. Like a real mess. I don't know. I think that might 
Well, mechanically, that might have been one of the better ones. Potentially. Because it actually had you doing things, I suppose, rather than just stabbing it. <laughs> I guess, but then you sort of, like, when it gets down to the point where you've only got the four little pillars and, you know, you're, you're sort of falling off them and it's like, oh, now I need to get back on, but I'm in the water and oh, it's just going to shoot me again. I'm going to get pushed back away from this. Oh, I can't get back on the pillar. Let me on the pillar. And then you shoot the thing and he's like, oh, no, he's gone somewhere else. And, ah. <laughs> just, yeah, I found that whole thing quite irritating. <laughs> At least there's only four of these Zelda bosses, <laughs> plus the plus the final boss, I guess. Oh, it's just a shame though, because you know the bosses just seem feel like felt like such a thing. They were a big thing, yeah, and but... like in previous games, and they, and they're just not here. Not really. It's like, and yeah, I know the game has a lot of other strengths, but sometimes you want Zelda to be Zelda. The core Zelda stuff sometimes, yeah, isn't, yeah. It's like the creativity of the dungeons as well, or whatever, mm. and then the bosses themselves is an extension of that. Because they all have a similar theme, obviously. Sure. Um, in this, whereas they used to be like totally unique. Like, I was just thinking of the crazy what shadow temple boss with the sort of drum that you're on, and all kinds of kind of weird stuff. Mm. Like the what's the water temple? Like a kind of gelatinous kind of mass water mass thing. And yes. they, yeah. Hookshot the eyeball. Yeah, hookshot the eyeball type thing. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, it hasn't quite got that. Well, it definitely hasn't. <laughs> and I know we've talked about the um, it was the weird, the weird cog that you ride in Twilight Princess, and the boss that 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 for that, you know, the totally bespoke boss that's only well, that cog is probably the only useful thing. Yep. And it's a, uh, but you know, that boss was fun. Like, it, like there was a little throw. You know, it might actually be the the most throwaway boss of the game in a weird way, but it's like it was kind of. Because of that, I remember it. <laughs> and these these individual bosses in this, like once once you do get the master sword or whatever, you, they don't last very long. <laughs> so I I don't know if they should have been a little bit like I know none of the enemies scale with your power, but maybe they should have done that for the bosses. I don't know. What do you think, Zeg? Well, I don't know. I mean, they sort of. I think they do sort of not exactly coincidentally they just do get harder if you do them mm. in the expected order what's the expected order then by the same clockwise direction of the zones right. isn't it for each yeah. of the four beasts right so i'm, I'm expected to have been doing not clockwise to... anti-clockwise so <laughs> oh, right so it's ex- I, so i should be so doing the main, then Death mountain then ruto then oh, gerudo right. then right. gerudo last yeah that's the way i'm doing it but i don't know so i i, I did so my update is I did the Rito section. Um, and then okay. you got the sick Rito power. <laughs> it's insanely awesome. And now I'm thinking, like, if I were to play it again, well, maybe do that one first. I don't know, just to get that power. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway. anyway um, if, you could, if you could pull it off, it would be quite nice to have that as soon as possible. I, I keep forgetting I have it, of course. Um, but that kind of, not to give it away, but kind of obviates a lot of that stuff we were talking about, like of building platforms and things and yeah, anyway, sometimes to yeah. get up towers and things. Anyway, um, it's probably one of the most um, uh, I don't know shrine breaking powers potentially. No, you can't use it in a shrine. So. Oh right, that's <laughs> so that's I discovered that. I was like, that doesn't break the shrine. Ah, okay, um, but uh, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, Zag, I mean, I quite like the Rito village. I think I like it. It's quite a homely kind of village. It's a place I'd like to return to more. Whereas like, obviously <laughs> the that's the trouble, one. isn't it? It's so incredibly tiny and there's like nothing to it almost. There's, there's not that much to it, but it's, it's quite nice as a, and I don't, I like the design of the main Rutos. I just think that the, the children are a bit cutesy and weird. They look like they're from DuckTales or something. <laughs> yes, but the, like, you know, I guess the the brightly coloured ones, you know, yeah. why that is. Yeah, that's part of the whole thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I that guess. was cool. I quite enjoyed that bit. That was quite a cool, weird little puzzle. Uh, and also, like, that's a kind of not to give that away, but I mean, there were definitely musical elements and um, in previous Zelda games that aren't so much in this. So that was nice to have a bit of that. And I know this is like going back to like literally the first time I talked about Zelda, but I remembered what I realized what the music of the Rito Town was and why I didn't realize it is the music from Dragon Roost where the Rito used to be in Wind Waker, yeah, yeah. but it's like starting in the middle of that song, which is why right. I didn't recognize it. <laughs> I like that music though, it's good, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that, bit... that's another reason I like that village. <laughs> about that, it's like now I've spent a little bit more, more time going back to some of the villages, like, you know, hanging out or hanging out yeah. near the stables and things like that. I do kind of wish those music loops were a bit longer. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I suppose it's, it sort of encourages you to leave <laughs> yeah. in a way. I did, I did spend a lot of time at the start in like just hanging around in Kakariko, basically. I would just always walk back there as like the home, the, sure. the, the base point. Yeah. Cause but, the water and the, and the ferry fountains easy to get to. And yeah, yeah, it's and, quite, it's quite a convenient place. Yeah. It's obvious where to get the, you know, to, to pray to get hearts and stuff mm. uh, yeah um but yeah there's no real need for that to be the one i guess the fairy fan yeah oh, there we go the fairy fan that's disconnected but yeah. yeah we we don't worry about that it was sure well, it's it definitely it, is the it, most convenient fairy fountain again i guess that's kind of again when i was wandering around just to carla and the route i've taken thus far and i've not really been finding other towns or anything like that like it's it, well it's it meant to be like the backwards isn't it so there's not sure. really anything back there well yeah it's, it's like it even describes itself as a lot of nothing <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh you know like the, the, there's elements where you're just like i kind of went you know so i think i've had a bit of a lonely experience in sora yeah and it's uh like i need, I need a little a little little something more um yo just, yo he's back which is why, like I said earlier, it's like, like why finding the Lost Woods was both a, a breath of fresh air and then it actually made me do things and I was disappointed in those things <laughs> a little bit. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we get on this. Like, I'll carry on to, to the Rito, Rito, I think Rito, is it Rito? Rito well, you might as well Rito. do the Goron thing. You just need to have the money and like Zach says and just drink a potion. Find and, some fireproof and stuff. For it. Yeah. So, you only need about like three fireproof potions. Yeah. Assuming you then have the money to buy the armor once you get up there. So is it like once you get to the town, you're okay? Is it like that protected then? Like, no, you have... you'd still need to actually have the fire protection even in the in in the town. Right in the but, town, but yeah. just just make sure you go buy the stuff yeah. immediately. So what you can do is halfway to the town, there's a sort of mining area, and there's a dude who will give you part of the armor, which is all you need, I think. Um, I think he gives it to you, but you yeah. have to go around finding those lizards and you have to uh, trade him the lizards to trade him the lizards, and that's quite annoying because you've got the timer of the 
potion. Yeah. Um, so you have but to run across out. You're finding more lizards, so you can and you're finding more lizards. <laughs> so my, my my tip for that is you can actually shoot them with arrows if you spot them because they run away quite fast if you get near oh. them. Yeah. Um. So go ahead and shoot them, and you can pick them up. And they hide under rocks as well, so just pick up rocks and 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 hit the button as you're picking up the rock yeah i discovered that i now sort yeah. of somewhat habitually just pick up every rock i see yeah and yeah. you know turn on the speaker sensor if you've got the upgraded sensor. oh that's a good idea yeah then you well, can yeah find... i do i do have that yeah. if you do have that yeah then make sure you've got a picture of one from going up the road and then turn on the sensor and that'll yeah, be easy yeah i don't think i have one i don't think i have a picture it's a problem i need to try and find one as I say, I just haven't seen them, so I'd like, I just assumed I'd like, oh, I haven't been in the area where I needed that stuff yet. It took me a real to, a while to obvious. Ob- what? It took me a while <laughs> to realize the obvious, which is that if you have a mushroom or something or something inanimate that you uh, that you doubt have a picture of, you can just drop it on the ground and take a picture and then pick it back up. Oh yeah, yeah. As long as yeah. you already have one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, obviously. Well, I don't have any of those lizards. No, like, no. So it's, yeah. I don't know if you can drop those. They'll probably run away. Well, then maybe you can. Maybe you drop it and then murder it. Creatures do because, like, that was the problem I had with the bugs, where I was trying to drop bugs to take pictures of them. I kept forgetting that they're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> so you just let them go, and it's like, oh, and then they oh. just immediately fly away. <laughs> it's not very helpful. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, still plodding on. Still, still the one. It's 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 so big now. But then it's because I'm like I'm just looking at the total because like today and it's like how many trines have I done? Like thirty six, and it's like, oh man, that's that's thirty six of one hundred twenty. Is like one hundred twenty. Oh, yeah, I'm on like eighty odd now. Yeah. Like, I um, thought it was weird because I looked at my safe file when I was at Rob's and because when I, when you complete it, another thing that I didn't realize initially that it does when you complete it is it puts on the map a percentage. <laughs> completion for the map which is based on like when you get the like names on the map of the places right. that so you've you actually have to, been there that you've yeah. actually been there and somehow even though i've covered the entire map as far as i think of covering the entire map like i've walked around looking when i was looking for the shrines apparently that still only counts as like 66 percent like oh how goodness. is there so many places that i haven't triggered the name to appear for is it just that or does it count like koroks and well, yeah, I, I think it's only map names, but maybe it does count Koroks as well. But, you know, even then, it's still like, like oh, I got a fucking lot of Koroks. Did we talk about the triple apple tree thing on the cast last time? No. I've done yeah. that one, though. I know oh, okay, one. right, yeah, because Zach wasn't yeah. sure about that, and, like, so, so, yeah, it's totally thing. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure there's, like, another spot where there were a ton of apple trees, and it was all the same apple tree design, and it's like, but they went in a like an, an obvious line, and it's like, yeah, it has to be just three of them. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the exact same branch layout, and it's like, is this, 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 this the thing? Is this another one of these, but more complicated? And it's like, I couldn't, yeah, couldn't see an obvious. Thing. I found um, lily pads that I can't find a way to jump into, which is just oh yeah, I found a rock um, target that I can't, I don't know how to do. Mm. Um, and because I find stasis is probably the worst power in the game, because it's just like I can't, I can't aim my shots with this yeah, it's bloody thing. Yeah, um, and it's like, well, I could try and stace it in there, in there, but yeah, I've not been able to just broke all my weapons trying to pull that off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh come on, and oh yeah, so I got to the like the stasis golf shrine or something, and it's like I had the easy bit, and then the the optional hard bit to get the chest, and I couldn't figure out how to do the hard one. 
I just couldn't yeah, figure I, out. I struggled with that for a while until I realized that you can just move the ball further away to start with. <laughs> like, you push the button and the ball spawns, but then you uh, can just move it further away to make it an easier shot. <laughs> maybe. The problem was, is like, it, like, like, so I would get six hits on would be the perfect amount of hits to get it the ball to actually land in the cup, but then it would have way too much momentum and just fly out the other side. Hmm. So I don't know if like moving it back would really help. I'd just like land it in the cup again, and it would just ping out. You like at some point you kind of have to get lucky and do like the where it comes in and hits the edge of the hole, and that deflects the momentum or whatever. Yeah, and it's like mm, yeah. So I, I just sort of left that one. It's like it's probably yeah. going to give me some crap anyway. Like a yes, yeah, the optional extra chests where it's just like oh, it's just going to be like a diamond or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that important. Sometimes you get like an ancient core or something. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess. I still don't know what I need star fragments for, but I've got like four of them. Oh, I got one. I got one. Yep, keep getting them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I ch- chased, I hauled ass to chase that thing down. Yeah. And then, and the boat because it had landed on a hill when it spawned the star it fragment. It then rolls down. It rolls down. It's like, oh God, come back. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it was really silly. I was like, I've oh, come all this way. They should have made them magnetic. I think that was my thing because there was at least one time I had where, like, when when I got close enough for it to spawn, it was on a hill and it rolled down into a river. And it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, if it had been magnetic, I could have fished it out, but it's not. Yeah. So I'm, you can't even get it once it's underwater, even though you can see it. <laughs> it's like, ah. Yeah. Really annoying. <laughs> so I found a couple of, um, of the memories now as well. Yeah. I was okay with everything at first, but I definitely fall in the camp of this voice acting is so bad. Now. Well, they've patched it now, so you can just switch it. Hooray. I know, but it's like, I kind of, I kind of just want to see it through now because it's how I've been playing the game, right? It's nah, like the, man, that's I've switched I, it. <laughs> you, you switched Jap- it? Okay. Yeah, Japanese all the way. Because, like, Mifa was really, like, is, that storyline should have been good. I don't know. There was, something, there was something to it. It felt all right, like the whole the whole Zora Mitha thing, and yeah. then and then, boy, she's got the most boring voice imaginable. Yeah, I think she's probably the worst. <laughs> yeah, but then it, I don't even like Zelda. Like, mm. is it just all the female characters in this game are bad? Like, I don't know. Actually, no. Prince, what's his face? Wasn't that good Sidon either? Or whatever. Yeah. Other than other than ding. <laughs> yeah, which has nothing to do with his voice acting. No, but this is the best thing. Uh, or uh, I don't know the Deku tree was kind of okay because it's a tree I suppose it didn't sound deep enough for a tree Verily, Spoil- that spoilers I guess it. Deku tree yeah. we're at the end of the podcast we can spoil it's fine yeah. <laughs> yeah speak of which we should probably wrap up <laughs> oh, yeah we've been nearly, nearly on time it's all good it's a late one yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, we'll be back with more Zelda next time, but Sorry. more importantly, it'll be E3. So, uh... <laughs> well, that is hmm, that'll be the question. Like, will our podcast fall before E3? I guess it's technically during E3. Maybe we should just wait and do a special or whatever. And yeah, so, I mean yeah. that would be the ideal plan. Or we'll at least yeah. we'll start. We'll start part one of the press conferences. Will be next time. Yeah, then, and then maybe we 
Do an extra one like a week later or something to yeah. catch up the rest or something. Have have we we're, we're never going to be first for E3 news. Let's be no, honest. But you'll but, get our our cutting analysis. Every <laughs> rigorous. Yeah. So, I'm, am I allowed to do the press conference rundown with E3? Is that allowed? Well, I think we'll what, have to. That's f- what our podcasts are for E3. <laughs> yeah. So far, we do yeah. them chronologically. Yeah, but I know what you, they talked about. But I know you have a bit of a thing against me doing press conference rundowns of late. Well, maybe for E3 we... it's it's okay, but we'll, okay. we'll figure out something because I think the new news is working. So yeah, new news, cool. and then uh, and then post E3 we need to think about um, well your your potential plan of doing the current top hundred games or whatever. Yeah, maybe not a hundred. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of ten, uh, and for some reason, splitting it into single player and multiplayer. Because I was thinking that actually just now, because you were saying Zelda game of the year or whatever. But what if something along the lines of Rocket League came out in the summer out of nowhere? Uh, sure, but yeah, yeah, we still, we still, you know, <laughs> talking. It's the game of the year. You have to put everything yeah. on the same plate. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, catch you next time, listeners. Um, uh, enjoy your two weeks and we'll catch you for E3. Yeah, enjoy that period of time. Yeah. Go for it. Do Bye. something you've never done before. Like, smile at a pigeon. Just never my done that. Bye. <laughs>